course he's gonna love this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's gonna fucking titties and cocaine. Of course he loved the movie. <laughs> Hi, I'm Candy the Final Girl. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. And I'm Sean of the Dead. It's them damn enchiladas. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the house that screams. For our final show of 2020, the dumpster fire that it is, we are doing the 1985 film Freddy the 13th, A New Beginning, also referred to as Part 5. Um, tonight we have Nico Nice. Junior, would you shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you do a good Evan. Um, Erica Wright. It's showtime. <laughs> <laughs> Dave German. I ain't so pretty myself, I know. <laughs> and Rob, the cinema drunky antiquetta. And the forecast is cloudy in the mountains, sunny in the valleys, and snow flurries up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't even I, know how to start this talking about this film. Um <laughs> Oh, I got, it. I got it. I got it. I'll start to. It. All right, all right. Yeah, go ahead. That's right. Yeah, go ahead, Rob. Because it's it seeming like I'm going to be the only defender of this movie, and that's fine. You might but, be surprised, uh, Rob. You might be surprised. No, here, here's the, here's the thing. I want to get it. I wanted to get this across. I do not think this is some kind of misunderstood masterpiece of cinema. I know this is <laughs> this is like a schlocky, like incredibly trashy, flashy film. <laughs> That 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 really goes over the top in a lot of places. Like they like George Lucas. I went too far. Uh, <laughs> and, and like they, everything is cranked up to eleven in this movie. But I think that's why I I love it so much because it's so damn over the top. Like every character is incredibly obnoxious. There is not a like yes. a delicate soft character in the whole piece. Everybody <laughs> is shrill obnoxious you know and like that's why i love it that's why i love it. it's just like i i tell people when like oh my god that movie oh yeah i can't handle it. and it's like try to inebriate it like uh i explained it to erica and it's best if you watch this as a comedy like just one of those yeah. type of uh, uh like a horror comedy and you and you might have fun with it because I, I, it's hard to take a movie serious where the chain of events all happen from a, a fucking candy bar. This whole movie starts because of a candy bar, you right. know. 
So it's like it's hard to take a movie seriously, and it's like, yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun in that regard, you know. It's just like everything is trashy and sleazy. Of course, it's fucking Danny Steinman, who was a porn director before he uh, did this, you know. So absolutely, just go in there, at the, get yourself a drink, maybe get yourself some bud, and have yourself a blast. And that's like I say about it, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, I just want to throw in. I think. Um... As we all know, I'm a big, uh, you know, in the Freddy versus Jason thing, um, you know, on Team Freddy. But uh, the, I think one of the things about the Friday 13th franchise, uh, they get more and more ridiculous because they fucking mass produce these things. So, like, one on top of another. Like, you know, this is part five, and it's 1985. The first one was only five years ago. Like, the, bam, bam, bam. Like, that's like old Hollywood cranking them out, you know? Uh, Nico. I, I think one of the, the stigmas of this movie, besides the fact of, and when I'm, I know we'll get into the ending a little after, is the fact that it is probably the sleaziest of the, the, the you know, oh, yeah. the films in the franchise, number one. Number two, it almost seemed almost like, and I'm going to use the word soft reboot of the franchise, because it seemed like after yeah. the final chapter, which was a goddamn masterpiece in this fucking franchise, that they really had nowhere to go. And, and I guess maybe somebody somewhere just thought, like, hey, let's just do, like, a a what if, like they took like Marvel's like what if, like somebody took up the mantle of Jason and let's see what happened then, and I think a lot of that has to do with you know they they got greedy, they wanted to make money, and then ultimately after this film the, the franchise suffered until Freddy vs Jason came out financially. Uh, financially. financially. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I, I do. I'm I'm, a, I'm in the minority. I actually do like Freddy vs Jason, but that's for different reasons. But financially, yeah, we'll after this movie, I think this was like the last one that kind of. Really, really turned a profit for them after this one. I think everything the, the ship kind of went downhill after this movie. Mass production, yeah. Sean. Yeah, I, so I'm with Rob. Um, I cherish this movie. I love this movie. Um, I always have. If for any reason, um, just for Violet, um, huge crush. But uh, she's cute. <laughs> when you like, like, like Rob said, when you you come into this, you know, you got to come into it kind of with an open mind. It is a comedy whodunit, and the over-the-top characters definitely, with you know, with uh, Ethel and Junior, um, really add to the to the hilarity. But and I can see how that would annoy some people, you know, because some people take, you know, these these films seriously. Um, it it has a huge body count, um, even though the gore was, you know, extremely pared down which is probably one of my biggest pet peeves about this. Um, But who was not ready to see Vic bury that axe in Joey's back? (laughs) (laughs) Like like if you want to talk about some of the most annoying characters in film, like, like he takes the cake for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Erica. Oh yeah. I was also about to say, um, so I had to see this twice. Um, the first time I saw it, I was completely sober. And uh, the, the rewatch, I had a little chemical enhancement. But I have to say, this is not a fun movie to watch completely sober. You need some level of intoxication, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but like the second time around, it, it really did help. It was a lot more fun. Um, I also knew not to take it seriously, because I think when I watched it, I was expecting it to actually be scary or to 
feel for me to feel uh, some kind of emotional investment in the characters and i was just mostly pissed off the like the whole time <laughs> yeah. i watched it the first time through um and, and part of that was the fact that the characters are really over the top um some of the a lot of the acting is not great um i did find those two hillbilly characters super annoying but ethel and jr oh my god just like it was it was a little bit painful, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm liking it, kind of for what it is on a number of levels. Yeah. Um, Rob. Yeah. Um, go uh, going back to what Nico said. Um, you really don't get part six without this one, because this one kind of the part like adding the comedic. I mean, you, you, you can find comedy in, like, especially in part four. Because, you know, with the, with the great Crispin Glover is Jimbo and uh, Teddy yeah. Bear. Erica doesn't end. But, but this one definitely added the, the comedy to great effect. You know what I'm saying? The, it was just... It was just it was absolutely just... I was like, oh, this is a comedy. This is a comedy. You know, absolutely. Because I didn't watch this one for a while because everybody kept telling me, oh, my God, it's terrible. Uh, uh. And I actually had it spoiled for me early on that Jason was not the killer in this one. Like, oh, it sucks because Jason's not the killer. But Jason's not the killer in the first one, and y'all love that shit. That movie's sure. fucking terrible. Thank you. Uh, Sorry. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and, and, but like, he's he's basically Jason. Like those, those kills are just all uh, you know Jason style kills. Especially, I mean, it has my my favorite kills in this one: the the death of Tina and Eddie, the uh, which which. Uh, Goes goes into like uh, my my thing that uh, you can't take this movie seriously. That uh, Eddie walks like what five ten feet away, but he can't hear Tina scream bloody murder when she gets the shears run through her eyes. It's like, come on, you couldn't hear that. She literally screams at the top of her lungs. But uh, um, yeah, like this this film is this. I don't know why people took it so seriously. Like. Uh, like going back to the to the candy bar thing, um, when uh, uh, about Joey, I remember I showed that part to my dad. I was like, "Hey, pop, come here, watch this." And uh, he's watching the scene, and you know the uh, well, if that's the way you feel, forget it, Vic. Just forget it. <laughs> Vic, you're really out of line, right? And pop is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when Vic buries the axe in him, pop just goes, "Oh." The fuck you do that for? <laughs> I feel completely justified on that. Like, please, somebody. Uh, yeah, he was definitely. Joe is absolutely an obnoxious character. <laughs> like, you know, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And then you got the, you know, what I love about it is that there, there's a guideline to the Friday the Thirteenth movies where it's like every seven minutes a fresh kill. Or every seven minutes, a fresh pair of breasts. And if you notice, Danny Steinman literally follows that guideline to a T. To the point where he's... Yes, yes he does. He's introducing characters just to kill them. Like the stereotypical Italian 50s greasers. Who the fuck are they? (laughs) It doesn't matter because they get killed five minutes later after their introduction. (laughs) You know? And then Billy, like Billy... Uh, who's who's uh, goes out with Lana? You don't even realize like who the hell is this? And then you know it's like oh he was the ambulance driver, but he makes such a like you know uh, uh, when he when he when he initially shows up in that scene, you don't even remember who he is. So you figure Billy's just a new character, 
you know, and then like they just get murdered. And it's just like most of the characters who get murdered up until like the main set of kids mm-hmm. are not even main characters. They're just people who are introduced just to get murdered. They're and fodder. It's like, yeah. yeah. They're definitely fodder. They're body count fodder. Yep. Just to raise that Absolutely. kill count. I think this was the highest body count of the entire series until Jason X with, uh, I think it was 21 in this one. That uh, It's just like everybody's getting just slaughtered. And yeah, the violence is turned down considerably. Um, like they, they do the thing where uh, where they do the close-up, like especially when uh, um, Pete gets his throat slit and they just do a zoom in on his face so you can't see the thing go across his throat. And it's like, ah, uh, you know, that sucks. <laughs> it is great. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. I love it. I love it. Okay, I wanted to um to say um this, this is been referred to as the Scooby Doo film of uh the Friday thirteenth <laughs> franchise. Now I have an actual tie back to Scooby Doo, but I have to take a little detour for a sec to like draw that map for you. So, okay, we got uh a favorite of ours anyway uh from we got two people actually from return of the living dead which was made the same year in 1985 we've got mark venturini who is uh vic and we've got uh miguel a nunez jr who is who was spider in return of the living dead and he's a demon the scene stealer in this film now um when my daughter uh my oldest daughter was little she was really into scooby-doo and the live action film came out so and i love scooby-doo so we watched it and there's a voodoo guy that kind of interacts with daphne a lot and i said i know that guy who the fuck is that guy it's it's him miguel a Nunez jr our demon he plays the the voodoo guy you know kind of the red herring in the uh, uh the first live action scooby-doo so there we go i drew a map um, and <laughs> I do have uh, something, uh, a couple, one quick thing, I guess, to add in. I have a, a top ten list I want to share with you guys later, so just keep that in mind. And also, this is the worst Tommy Jarvis. <laughs> he says 24 words. I'm just, I, I'm just yeah. not feeling it. I'm just not feeling it. Yeah, I, 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 I will. I got to agree with you. I'm, I'm, so, I am a yeah. Matthews fan. And yes, yes. I, I, yeah, this this Tommy Jarvis just didn't. I didn't think his acting was that great. No, and he actually went like hardcore to get to study for the role. He he went to a mental, uh, you know, institution and, and kind of observed. And I'm like, mm. yeah. um, and, and the ending. Can we just say like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you on that. Um, who? I think Erica was next, or was it Nico? Nico, I'm sorry. Well, that's that's what I was saying about to kind of. This absolutely was probably the worst Tommy Jarvis out of the three that, yes. that played him. Um, you know, Corey Feldman is Corey Feldman, iconic. Tom Matthews, equally iconic. Thank you. This guy, and I've had the chance to meet him at a Monster Mania. He was there for Friday the 13th. Very nice guy. Um, born again Christian, by the way. Like, very super religious man in, in real oh. life. Um, actually quit acting after this. Decided that he wanted to be more involved, like, with the church. After after doing this, and it wasn't because he had such a bad experience or anything. It was just the fact that, you know, this just wasn't for him. He just didn't enjoy, like, you know, whatever. Um, that being said, I mean, he does fuck up Junior with that four piece in the trailer park when they meet the demon. Like, this is the only like kung fu Tommy Jarvis that we have. Um, but still, that being said, when the video, when the video game came out, they didn't go to the John Shepard version for, for Tommy Jarvis. 
They went to the Tom Mackie version of Tommy Jarvis. So that that says a lot. And it's a kind of build on what you were saying with the Scooby-Doo factor, which it, it is the Scooby-Doo version of you know Friday the 13th. I think one of the, and, and Rob's probably going to disagree with me, and that's fine. I think one of the <laughs> things about this movie is that there's way, way too many red herrings in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like it's like an overabundance of red herrings. Like, it gets to the point where it's, like, nauseating. Like, come on, dude. Like, just fucking get to the end already. Just show me who the fuck it is at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, I mean, it's like, it's like literally every character is a fucking, is a, it's like, it, it's like scream on steroids with, with that. Like, anybody could be, you know. Everyone's a suspect, you know, but that, yeah. that's just my that's just my opinion with that. That ending, it was it felt kind of random. I, like on one hand, I can't say I expected it, and I didn't read spoilers for this before watching it. Um, but it was just kind of like like what what the hell is this? <laughs> I, um, I, I didn't. I, I mean, it, it makes sense it ties back to that original murder, but they never. As I recall, they never explained that that kid's dad, you know, was the paramedic on site, and and also his motive uh, for killing all these other people is just kind of like, what the hell? It's like he kills everyone but the guy responsible for the death of his son. <laughs> I, I think it's a little it's a little too much with showing Roy too with the Rob. Like if you watch it enough, like you see, like they, he shows Roy way too much. Probably on repeat viewings. That might be a thing, but I, he was not even really on my radar when I watched it. I, w- I just assumed it was Tommy because he was acting weird. <laughs> yeah, and, I, I think that's what you, they wanted you to think, and then that stupid fucking ending. I can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rob? It, yeah, it is definitely the, the Scooby-Doo, like, literally to where the mask comes off. And and the the reveal doesn't even work because it's in the rain and and you have the lighting effect so you can't even tell like who the fuck is that yeah I was like and who so is they, that uh, and then it's so, yeah so they have to do the scene and the, oh yeah it was Roy and why does he have a picture of himself in his wallet yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah so you know but... it's Roy so you know it's Roy like oh it was Roy like. Hey, what the fuck? I never went. Wait, to- Rob. I actually got a better question for you. How the fuck does he have an actual clipping of Jason in his wallet? And who the fuck <laughs> took the picture of Jason for that fucking right. clipping? The more you think for about years. it, the stupider you. You're just like I'm losing brain cells. This is dumb. Yeah, I can already, I can already see our ratings starting to go. Yeah, yeah. I really felt like my IQ dropped fifty points when I watched this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But the um yeah like you know that just goes into the thing where it's like you know they they just was like that's when you trust the when what happens when you trust a porno director with the later careers by the way yeah uh, he was just like you know all right you know you want me to do this okay I'll do it and <laughs> this is what happens man this is what happens you have. You have folks snorting. You have, uh, uh, you know, just all kind of women exposing their breasts. I mean, they're exposing the breasts, but it's like it's unnecessary. Like Lana with the it's Showtime. It's like, yeah. like, <laughs> like she's just she's just that enamored with her own set of breasts. She has Why to show it to herself. Anyone wear a bra? Like as yeah. a woman, I'm curious. Like, you know, because I wear a bra, like when, especially when I want to look cute. Like, oh, this bra looks really good with this outfit. Thanks. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> But to but to speak on on that part with Lana where she where she does the it's showtime that was her idea. Yeah, like that was. wasn't that wasn't even in the script that was that was her idea. 
Yeah, well, that's that's the kind of energy you have on set when you know you have Andy Simon cocaine and, and cocaine flowing like the yeah. <laughs> like snow. You could tell uh, cocaine definitely was uh, a factor into cocaine's the, a hell of a drug. <laughs> just about to definitely. It's <laughs> movies, as we know well, from, I want, from Overdrive. I, I do want that uh, before I pass it off. I do want to say that that yeah. John Shepard is probably the least. I won't say he's the worst because I think he's great. Um, he is the least of the Tommy Jarvises, uh, but you know he's kung, he's the, the 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 kung fu Tommy Jarvis. Uh, one of my favorite going back to the over the top nature of this film when uh, he gets scared by Eddie during breakfast. Relax. <laughs> He literally WWE body slams him through a table and just beats the <laughs> shit out of him. And, and, I want, and I want to note that if you pay attention, like when they get the reaction of everybody at the table, Violet is the one, the only one that's laughing. Everybody else is like, oh my God, but Violet is the one that's laughing and beating the shit out of Eddie. That's, that's, that's what I just, done. That's my yeah, girl. That's, that's, that's my baby right there. I, I forgot she's, to mention. She's cute. Violet. She's definitely cute. No, like, I remember, like, I, I've said it before, Nancy does my favorite final girl. You know, the Nancy is queen. But Violet, uh, Violet is absolutely <laughs> my favorite female in the horror film ever. I love Violet. I, I love the fact that she gets killed by, you know, doing the robot in the room by herself. <laughs> <laughs> She looks so cool, but her her taste in music is shit. Hey, hey, oh, hey, 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 hey! I love that. Song. Not, not really. Because, um, let me let me tell I you. I think something. it's a bias because of Violet. I'm just gonna throw that no, out there. No, no. Let, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Um, the songs that she gets killed to uh, in your eyes. Um, that I I have I made like a makeshift video to that song on my YouTube channel, and that's my most watched video with a million views. And it's still climbing. Oh, People love Damn. that song. So uh, you're in the minority with that one, Andy. Is it you doing the ro- doing the robot to that song? Oh, I I, 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 get, I, get, oh, God. I get notifications all the time with people commenting on that video, like, oh my God, yes, oh I love the song, like to this day. And I posted that shit like 12 years ago, and, and wow. it's still still going. So there you go. <laughs> okay, um, Dave. Okay, two things that uh, sprung to my mind at the beginning of this movie is, first of all, so you're the paramedic and you pull back that tarp and it's your son's mangled corpse and you don't bother to mention that to anybody. You just make a face and just, yeah. you know, suck that shit down, I guess. I just, it's like, you think he would have just mentioned it to somebody. Hey, I know this kid, you know? And, and also, that, that struck me as a little, a little odd. Yeah. And, um, so, and Reggie, so Reggie's this little kid Who's living, Reggie, who's, who's living in the sane asylum because his dad or his granddad is the cook? Grandpa. Is that what I'm mm-hmm. You yeah. think someone would have told him it's not a great idea to play practical jokes on the inmates? You know, the, <laughs> Tommy walks in and right away is like at the spiders. Like, you think you would have checked to see how fucking crazy your new roommate is before you're like pulling pranks on him and shit? <laughs> is that the <laughs> best idea? <laughs> he's reckless. That just, that's just, yeah, he is. He is reckless. That's, oh, that's right. funny. I love him. He's he's he's, he's adorable. <laughs> he is adorable. <laughs> he's but freaking poor, cute. Poor he is like a girl. Him. He does scream like a girl. I pick. Yeah, he went at the end there. Well, he's he's a, like. He's yeah. young. He is young, but he can drive a tractor. 
I can't drive a tractor. So. Well, I mean, it's better than riding that bicycle. It's better than riding that bicycle from the molesters uh, from the Duffin Strokes episode. Oh, Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> that's just a dark turn. I wow. took it there. Because, I mean, dark. Episode of Duffin that episode. Poor, poor Reg- Reggie the Reckless was about to become, you know. Yeah. Good thing Arnold stepped up when he did to save his ass. Talk about different strokes. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> 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 he just got it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's okay. fucked up. That's fucked up. Um, yeah. um, so I kind of want to talk about a little bit, um, kind of build on what Rob said about the whole how Violet is is a little cutie. She is a cutie in this movie. Definitely. The, um, she has the, the, the dance going on. And, you know, I don't know if you guys know, I'm sure you guys know, you know, her mom is actually Brooke Bundy, who played Elaine, um, mm-hmm. Kristen's mom in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Yeah. Small, small little tidbit there that maybe somebody didn't know. I, I didn't know that until I was booking my uh, convention and I got Brooke Bundy there. They were trying to get me to get Tiffany home to come as a as a guest. And I was like, yeah, Friday the 13th, I don't give a shit, bring her. She, and she wouldn't come because her and her mom don't do shows together. Yeah. Mm. I don't know why. There's they have like a weird relationship. There's always a story um, yeah. behind something well, like that. To to also continue on, um, and I don't want to sound like the you know total uh total male pig about this, but I have to admit the this this movie has like the best boobs in the entire franchise with Tina. <laughs> yeah. Next yes. to until until the that. reboot. Until the reboot when um when she has the perfect nipple placement, I think it's Brie. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, this is this is probably the best rack in that the entire so franchise. So weird because that's what I raised my hand about. Okay, but yeah, yeah. I mean, could because I, you and I are the same, like, you, and I, you and I are the same person with this. And yeah. yes, please follow up. Um, let's go ahead and, and go from there. Um, you, you guys know that uh, I like boobs. Boobs are great. I think it's really great to have boobs. I'm just like, yeah, I love these things. And uh, you know, I like looking at boobs. I think that part of that comes from. Um, you know, the fact that I'm queer and also, I mean, uh, the fact that uh, I grew up on 80s horror and it was all about boobs. Mm-hmm. But I found um, something interesting and it was one of the most, I, I don't, I can't think of a word. I'm just going to share it with you guys. I found there was a top 10 boobs in horror article that I, I, I kind of dug up because uh, it was hinted at in some trivia I was looking at. And it was a, it, it was written in 2009. It's on a website uh, called um, Arrow in the Head. The writer, mm-hmm. um, and his name is Matt Withers. So I want to just first of all say, fuck you. Um, here is his rating <laughs> of the top. Yeah, now let's, let's just go through this first and then, and then we'll all talk about it. Um, of top 10 boobs in horror. Number one, Anna Falchi in Cemetery Man. Uh, number two, Juliana I don't know how to say her last name. Ghouls? Yeah, I think. Yeah, and that's uh, the reboot of Friday 13th. Uh, number three is Deborah Voorhees fr- from this film, uh, The New Beginning. Uh, number four, Stacey Alden's boobs in Name Right Now Street 3. She was the nurse with Joey. Yeah. She did have nice boobs. Um, <laughs> and number five is Christy Harris from Nay the Demons 2. Okay. Oh, the uh, sticky, sticky Treat. Is that the the one where her boobs like bite the guy? Or? Yeah, they turn into the hand. Yeah, the, the, the sticky treat. That's right. And yeah. <laughs> um, number six is Diora Baird's uh, from Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Beginning. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Tiffany Shepis in Nightmare Man. 
Number eight, Jennifer Love Hewitt in I Know What You Did Last Summer. Number nine, Rose McGowan in Scream. I got to agree with that one. You, know, you guys know how I feel about Rose McGowan. Uh, number 10 is Rona Mitra's in Hollow Man. During the rape scene, by the way, oh, Invisible Rape Scene. Okay, so you see where I'm going to go with this. Not only, so not only did he rank these, and this, this motherfucker still has this up. I'd be embarrassed because I, I don't think he gets it that, like, the way that he talks about each scene is like, like with the Jennifer Love Hewitt, like, why doesn't she show us the goods? I mean, all they, everything's focused around her tits. I mean, they do this lighting and everything's focused around her tits. Like, why did she just show the goods? And I'm like, have you ever seen real boobs, like in real life, where you can touch them? Like, I mean, this, this male is clearly so misogynistic and it's okay to love boobs like i love boobs but there's you can be respectful or or even funny about it but he was mm-hmm. just downright like rude and he's like and just like with uh the one in hollow man like yeah even though she's getting raped her boobs are are really nice i'm like oh <laughs> my god you fucking degenerate piece of shit if i need to go basement your mom at where your mom and dad was and i go down to the basement and kick your ass you see some real boobs for a second <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I had some boob anger and I wanted to share it. That's all. And, <laughs> and boob anger. The the severe the severe lack of Linnea Quigley on that list. I I was gonna yes. say that. I said that should be number one. She is known for having the best boobs in horror. Yes. Linnea Quigley, absolutely. Thank you. Like she wasn't even on the list. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? First of all, but I'm actually glad she wasn't because he would have defiled her. Like he defiled all those women. Like, there's a way to do it. Like, even if you're going to be funny, like, that's cool. It can be funny. Boobs are funny. Or, like, you know, just joke around. But this was downright fucking gross and rude. And I felt weird after I read it. I was like, oh, why? That's so cringe. Okay, uh, Rob. Uh, I, I wanted to add to your uh, your anger, because this might piss you off, too. Uh, Debbie Sue Voorhees <laughs> actually um, left acting and became a teacher. Yes. And um, she was actually uh, fired from her teacher position because oh, it was discovered her participation in this movie. And uh, they, they, yeah, they, they fired. Yeah, she was fired. And uh, even though, like, the, you know, the, 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 the rest of the faculty and, like, you know, the parents and the students went to bat for her, you know, because they thought she was an excellent teacher and they wanted her to stay. But, you know, the powers that be thought that she, you know, because of her participation in this movie, that she, you know, that she could no longer work for them, and that that kind of sucks, you know. That's fucked the, up. That's not right because everybody has a past. If we dug out everybody's skeletons, or like, hey, what were you doing when you were young? You know, like, oh, well, you showed your boobs, or you were in a sex scene. Well, you can't be a teacher. Like, okay, yeah. well, what did you think she was gonna do? Yeah, and and I like the fact that like she's not really she's not she's not embarrassed at, at all. Like you know, like that was just you know, you know something I did. You know, like and you know that that's in the past, and this is my career now. And you're gonna judge me on that, you know, because uh, I show my boobs in uh in the film. And yeah, that's really fucked up. Uh, well, don't forget too, man. That, that that's back when um you know the stigma of being in a horror movie kind of hung over you at that time. Yeah. 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 yeah most- uh, yeah, that is that is definitely fucked up. But I also love the fact that her her last name is Voorhees. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is her real last name. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I just thought that was like really just scummy. You know, just to, to hold that over her head. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, that's fucked up. 
as a woman, I can say, like, yeah, man, I did some shit in my past, but, like, I'm grown up now, or I'm older, and I'm doing something else. And, like, that's fucked up. She had the education and everything. What the hell? Just boobs. Whatever. Um, Erica. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, a little off topic of the movie, but kind of on that, that subject <laughs> of uh, women especially being judged or if they're teachers, there were two kind of recent cases. I think one was with one of the actresses from Human Centipede. She didn't she didn't like tell her boss that she was in that movie, but they found out they fired her. And then there was some other guy who did uh, really low budget slasher films with his friends. But and they were for adults only, but he got fired from his teaching position so there's still this weird overly puritanical mindset with um schools that if you're a teacher you have to be like cleaner than the pope to you know work there nobody's that perfect not even the pope yeah right so anyway that was like a little segue but yeah there's still that garbage going on yeah it sucks that's horrible nico all right, I kind of want to bring it back to uh, what Rob was saying earlier about how these characters were kind of introduced only to be just hacked off just to kind of get the formula of the seven minutes. Um, and I'm going to kind of segue into this because I know everybody's going to have their opinion right after I say what I'm going to say. So there are three, actually four, I think, characters that, that stand out. But before I get to that, um, I, I, you know what? I'm, and I'm not going to really um, shit on this movie as much as I thought I was going to, but Pan really isn't that bad of a final girl. I mean, she does kind of step up and, you know, try to save Reggie when when it came time to when she was kind of fearless in that. In yeah, that role. She, is she, is she Jenny? No. She's not Jenny by any means, but she's also yeah. not she's also not um my, my least favorite, Rennie or, or the other one from New Blood. See, I can't remember her name because of how bad those two are. But, um... <laughs> I mean, for me, I think, like, the, the four standout characters in the movie really are, are Reggie the Reckless, especially with, with the nickname. It, it works. Um, I love Ethel and Junior. I know, like, people shit on them. Oh. I think they, they're, they're funny only because, like, they really kind of stand out in the movie. But, I mean, above all else, I mean, I think the only thing we can all agree on about the demon is the best character in this movie. Yes! Yeah. We in it for all of, like, ten minutes, if that. Yeah. You know, yeah, he manages to oh, steal sorry. the entire fucking... No, sorry. He manages to steal the entire fucking movie he does. in the brief time that he's in it. I mean, I would have rather seen a movie with him. I know. Dealing, I love, I love Miguel Nunez. I, I just think he's fucking amazing. But He's very underrated, too, I think. I mean, he's still going oh, yeah. strong. I mean, you know, between... I mean, he I mean, he, he did... D, I mean, Rob knows. He did DJ in Street Fighter. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I mean... You know, um, if, I mean, he's always good in everything he's in. He's just very underrated. It's on your schedule for um, one of our, we, are, we have two final episodes that I have kind of a slash that has a documentary I want you to watch with it. Um, the one is Horror Noir and Miguel Nunez is in there talking about this stuff. And um, I highly recommend that you guys watch that because it's uh, it's on Shutter. Yeah. Okay. Um, what I was going to say is, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to say, you know, definitely Demon. There should have been more demon. He was it was the best, and that it's such a weird fucking scene <laughs> with him. You know the the whole like why are they singing the song? I don't understand. While he's shitting in this absolutely like I would I would shit in the woods first. And, you know what I'm saying? I mean like there was no fucking way. And not only that, but here comes his girlfriend. You know like hey, and she's all like, well let me soothe you while you shit. 
Baby Listen, blue, that's baby that's baby true love right there. We call that we call that a keeper. Yeah, yeah. One, number two, Demon's the only dude that's licking up the fucking be taking this shit and serenading his girl at the same time. Yeah. Nobody else could have ever pulled that off, but Demon. multitasking. Yes. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, I just thought it was. Odd. I think it would have. I agree because it's, it's, that's marriage, kind of not quite like that, but a little most. Yeah, it is kind of like that. Anyway, but um, yeah, um, but you know, but it's like we didn't have enough buildup because you're mostly like it's kind of like a what the fuck moment, you know, like we didn't have enough time with these characters. And um, I also wanted to say something about Pam. Like, you, you, she wasn't the strongest final girl, but I, I did like her, uh, you know, kind of stepping up, like like you said, and, and flexing us a little bit, fighting Jason, Jason Roy. in quotations. Oh, Roy. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so. Roy. Well, I did quotations, air quotes. Um, but, you know, she, but cause, because she was trying to protect, you know, Reckless, um, who I think is just a little sweetheart. I could have watched a movie about Demon and Reckless, and I been, that would have been great. Violet could have been there. Yeah, like driving around solving crimes together or some shit in that yeah. van. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. 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 Dude, it was the what goddamn mystery machine, too. Yeah, it yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Black light um, posters in it. Rap. I don't know. I got a... Uh, uh, when it comes to favorite characters, uh, of, of course, I'm going to go Violet first because I love Violet. Uh, but yeah, Demon's definitely... Yeah, Demon is definitely uh, number two. Um, you know, it's just like, I, I, like as I was going, like, every character is obnoxious, but I, I love every single fucking character in this movie and for as much time as they appear. I even love the mayor. When the sheriff was like, I think it's Jason Voorhees. Jason Voorhees? You're out of your fucking mind. You've been out in the sun too long. <laughs> yeah. And that's the, that's the yeah. scene where he takes the ashtray and he's like, yeah. who's Jason Voorhees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that was a good scene. Real, real quick, I, 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 did, I, I, I didn't raise my hand, but I just want to throw out like another favorite character who's not in a very long, but the Grandpa Vernon Washington. This was his yeah. last film, and he, he jumped from one of my favorite films, The Last Starfighter, right into this. And you know it was really nice to see him. I loved him in the last Starfighter. Yeah, he's great. I love his line. Uh, Don't you be getting into any trouble with Demon now, you hear? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, um, to go on, uh, I also wanted to mention Pam, um, the actress Melanie Kinnaman, who's an absolute sweetheart. I, I love Melanie. Kinnaman. She is. Yeah, she's, she's so she's, cute she's, in that movie. Like she's got those perfect chiseled oh, features. Yeah. Yeah, and she's great. I love the fact that they put her in an all-white shirt in the rain with no bra. <laughs> of course, <laughs> nobody wears bras in this universe. I told you. Right. I'm like, this is but, weird. No. Yeah, you could, you could, like, going back to what I said about, like, the tone of this movie and, like, just the absolute energy of it, the fact that when Roy burst in through the door, like, you could see she's literally trying to stifle her laughter. Like, when they get that close-in zoom of, like, her and Reggie, like, ah! She, you can tell she's literally wa- she literally wants to erupt in laughter. Like, you can see her trying to, like, uh, 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 like she wants to Because it's, it's, it's all silly. It's all silly. This is all silly. Yeah. yeah. She knows this. 
cannot take it seriously whatsoever. And if you try, you're going to hurt yourself. Right. Uh, I, I also I also love uh, Jake and Robin. They, they're watching uh, that, that movie. Like, I'm like, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I forced I want, Sean to watch it. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. I, I, I want to uh, make love with you. And then she, you know, she laughs in his face. And poor Jake. I would have laughed. Goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> I like uh, anybody noticed that when he goes, I didn't mean it. He sounds like fucking Jerry Lewis. I didn't mean it. Yeah, absolutely. Every single character to me is a fucking joy in this movie. I don't have a single, like, even the fucking Ethel and, and, uh, and her stupid fucking son. Uh, no, I, I love. Uh, yeah. Do you hear me, Ma? Do you hear me? I don't want to eat my stew. I'm gonna take my hand down and just interject this real quick. It was what I was gonna say. I'm gonna quote Tim, who was on the show for Halloween Three, and say that Ethel and Junior are sandpaper dildo. <laughs> I I hate them so much. At first, I mean, it sucks, but it just gets worse. And you're just like, oh, my God, why are they still alive? Please fucking kill them. Oh, my God. Thank you. Okay, that's no, all. Uh, that was what cool. I raised my head for. <laughs> no, um, uh, fun fact, the actress who played Ethel also was in uh, The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. And yes. that wig that she's wearing was the wig that uh, she wore in that movie. And it was given to her by Burt Reynolds. And uh, they couldn't find the proper wig for her, so she brought in that wig. That was a gift from Burt Reynolds and that she cherished. And um, she gave it to the wardrobe department and they never gave it back to her and she lost it forever. Oh. Which, uh, I guess, yeah, uh, yeah, she, yeah. Yeah, which, which, which sucks. You know, you, you have a gift from, you know, the, the greatness that is Burt Reynolds. And uh, they, they probably. <laughs> he's, he's an improved a- mustache man for me. There's not very many. He's <laughs> uh, fucking Burt Reynolds. He's a legend. God bless Burt Reynolds. I love you. Um, Nico? So I do want to tell a quick quick story real quick. So I actually had Melanie Kenneman on my old, old, old podcast. She was the, the first one to say, yes, I'll, I'll do your show. That kind of got the ball rolling. So she was kind of my, I don't want to say guinea pig, but she was the first one that I actually <laughs> got to be able to like interview because I had never done, the, done that before. So she actually told a story during the um, the podcast that the scene with her and, and Roy in the in the barn, with the chainsaw. Mm-hmm. So she was actually legitimately scared during that scene because it was just them. It was the middle of the night and it was shot on October 31st, 1984. <laughs> so, um, I guess they had just, she said that they, they had just taken Shavar Ross, uh, Reggie, the reckless, um, trick or treating earlier in the night. And then they had to come back and film that scene. So, with the rain machine coming down, she was freezing. She was cold. She felt actually vulnerable during that scene, and it kind of shows when, you know, mm-hmm. she's like she's trying to fight back and like she's trying her best to fight back against Roy. But she just said that um, you know, she was more afraid of being one of those like how you know Amy Steele actually hurt Steve Dash during the you know she was afraid of that yeah. happening for real with that during the scene. But um. She said it took them a couple hours, and they they kind of but she was like actually trying to like get everything on the first take as much as she could because she didn't want to be out there in the middle of the night like freezing on Halloween night. But she was like legit freaked out during that whole scene. Yeah, it's a show. I think now that you say that. 
Um, another thing too, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to jump on Dave. And Dave, I'm sorry, I just just popped in my head real quick while I had the force though. Um, kind of to go back on what Rob was saying, if you notice too, a lot of the kills in this movie, well, not a lot of the kills, but a lot of scenes, kind of, I don't want to say homage, but out, then outright just blatantly steal um, some of the other kills and some of the other scenes from the other movies. Even like some of the characterizations are kind of like caricatures yeah. from the first four movies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Rob, I mean, you know, you know, mm-hmm. you've seen this movie a million times like I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 dude. <laughs> um, Dave. Well, I was watching this, and it, it, uh, something occurred to me. We were talking about with last week's episode, um, Halloween three, that uh, the redneck couple, like, there's always like one either person or in this case a couple. When they show up, they just have that sign around their neck that we are going to die. You know, you're going, you're going to enjoy one. They were that. They were the they same the as counter that. clock over their head, taking the down the same minutes. as the family, right? The obnoxious family in, in Halloween three. Hmm. Uh, I thought that was interesting. They're and like, um, me. and also well, something that disappointed, although we haven't gotten to the end of the movie, though. But so, Tommy, we were talking about how he does the off the turnbuckle WWF move against the kid in the, in the, <laughs> in the lunchroom. And then and then when he's fighting the redneck kid, he does a full on fucking leg drop on him, and he's just you know he does the bum, bum, bum. like like and a drop kick, yeah, dude. He fucking does yeah, he fucked him up. Weren't you expecting a little more from him at the final fight? And he just like gets a cut. He's like, ah, yeah, and that's it. I was expecting a little more out of him. I want him to like with fear. <laughs> yeah, I guess something. I was yeah. expecting a little more. I want a little more ass kickery out of him at the end, and he just kind of falls down and leaves it to uh, you know uh, Reggie to fucking save the day. Yeah. The real Reggie hero of the movie, Reggie. It's Reggie, is Reggie, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, reckless. Yeah. Dima's we got brother. The, we got the Tommy. We got the Tommy Jarvis with the kung fu grip. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, I didn't waste my hand, but I'm just gonna keep talking. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, I mean I kind of attributed the way that Tommy reacted to the whole Jason thing, Jason in quotes, by the way, um, because uh, that was, you know, the, the what started his psychosis. You know, I kind of just went there with it. I didn't put a lot of thought into it, but it just was like, oh, he's got PTSD in it. And you do freeze up if you have that when you get in certain situations. But I hate the <laughs> fucking ending to this film. It's really stupid. And I mean, I... I try to be nice to movies, but this ending was just so dumb. The dumbest. So dumb. I'm like, no, he's not going to do that. Oh, he did that. And then I'm like, but it doesn't just even matter. Like, what the fuck does this ending mean? I don't understand. Okay. Nico. All right. So I remember when this came out, first of all, the hype around it, because this was, you know, supposed to be like the big return of, of Jason. And then the movie came out. And then the backlash happened. And I don't think I've seen a backlash for that. I mean, I don't even think Halloween 3 experienced the backlash as much as this one did. And But not, not for nothing. I mean, I, I can kind of see know. where... Yeah, I'm going to say, I, I can kind of see where, like, Halloween 3, this one, and even um, Jason Goes to Hell. I don't everybody has their, their feelings on that one. Um, I actually prefer Jason Goes to Hell over this one because at least technically it's still Jason, even though he's possessing bodies. And he does show up at the end. At least, yeah. but still, the backlash for this movie. Um, I, I think it was. Um, I I got what 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 they were trying. I I got they were trying to do something different. Hence, a new beginning. They were gonna try to take it in a different direction. 
you know, maybe have it where, you know, people were taking up the mantle of Jason, whatever. Um, just like Halloween 3, even though Halloween 3 actually gets the love that it should have gotten when it first came out. It took long I, I enough time see, to fucking get it, there, it did. it did. But I can kind of see why people, you know, th- this one is so hit or miss with, like, fans of the franchise. Like, I know, like, we joke about it, it's whatever. I know, I know Rob loves this movie. Um, I don't, I don't hate it as much as I hate, like, Part 7. I, I will tell you that now, I think, you know, because this one is a lot of fun. This one is the Scooby-Doo one. It's, you know, it does kind of keep you on your toes a little bit. But when the final reveal happens, it is kind of weak, like you said. Yeah. And at least Jason Goes to Hell has the best ending of the franchise out of any of the Yeah, films. it does. Got my boy. When, when, when the glove comes up, at least it's got that, you know. This one just kind of Tommy in the fucking mask. Like, really? Yeah, that one excited and then it me went nowhere. they did the movie. And I was like, I wish they'd never done that. But I mean, th- this this movie had no payoff at the end, really. It, this this kind of is almost like, like like a trippy. It was like a bad dream, like it never happened. And yeah, then it kind of like just real. like Halloween, right? And just like Halloween, it kind of rebooted itself and went back to basics where you know because Michael was backlash right, so and Jason back. had to come back as Jason. You could not you have, a couple have Jason come that. back. Halloween yeah. three, like you said, uh, yeah. that, this film. We also have it uh, in Nightmare on Elm Street two. Um, yeah, it's it's common. But, in horror but at least, but at least, like Freddy's in like a big part of the second movie. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, but it's, it's not. They, they tried something the different, right but way of Freddy. Right, but at least it's still Freddy that that's True. in it. It's just this one. I mean, yeah, I get it that Jason was either the killer or the motivation for killings throughout the entire franchise. I get it, but I I don't think that it really. I, I think, I don't know, this one kind of over, overshot the... This one kind of nuked the fridge like Indiana Jones, I think. <laughs> Franchise, and that's just my opinion. You know, this this is this is definitely like 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 the crystal skull of, of the Friday franchise. I oh, think. Where they they, they, from that. You wouldn't go that far? I wouldn't go that I said no, but they never... <laughs> no, he, Rob, Rob said he wouldn't go that far. Oh, uh, okay, I thought you were talking about... Right, yeah, right, no, Rob said he wouldn't go that far. No, dude, this is like this is like Fonzie jumping the shark here in Happy Days was this one. Jumping the shark. Every franchise does it. Halloween's and Rob, you know I got nothing below for you. You know I respect it. You know you and I we, we differ on on some of these, but we also have a lot of similarities with everything. But yeah, but yeah. this one, I mean, I, and again, I'm not trying to shit all over it. I, I do hate Part Seven the most out of out of all, all in this in this franchise. Uh-huh. Yes. I do. He I do. So I hate Part Seven. Fucking annoying, and I just hate yes. your face. Yes, I mean, I I try to find like like you know the positives in each of these movies. You know. It just so happens that for me, like it, ha- it goes in order. It's it's two, three, two, three, and four. The final chapter, final chapter is the best one. Like I said, I've said it a million times. That's the best part of the thirteenth movie, hands down. It was yeah. just so well made all around. It really was. Yeah. It was. Um, I mean, what, what what did they expect to do? I mean, you you followed up with this, and there was really nowhere to go. I mean, at least with Jason Lives, it's kind of like like the whole Scream Friday the Thirteenth, where it was like yeah. self aware, and and that was actually more of a comedy. You know. Yeah. I mean, part part seven was what it was. I mean, Jason takes Manhattan, which we discussed earlier. I um, love at one that point. one. Yeah, we know that. You know, from earlier from last season. I mean, I even like Jason goes to help. Jason X more than this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and part seven so, again. Jason X, but but I, um, I, I dig it just for different reasons. It's actually it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Rob? Um. Yeah. Um. I I I I will add on to what Nico was saying. Like they they definitely. Uh, with part six, they tried to forget this one existed. Mm-hmm. But um, as as far as uh, the ending, 
I think it's the most logical ending of the series because they were really going full on with that. Jason was dead. You know, he wasn't coming back. So, like, how do they continue the series? Well, we need a new killer to, you know, lead the way. And Tommy became the choice. So it was really the most logical thing to do. It's logical, but, like, but like, it didn't fit with that movie because that movie, like, has an IQ yeah. of five. And the, right. the payoff so, wasn't there for it. Right. So they, they decided to forgo that and, like, let's just bring Jason back as a fucking zombie. And, and it worked out. I will say that while I, I do think, like, yeah, uh, part four is definitely the, the best Friday the 13th movie. Uh, part six is probably the best one as far as a horror film overall. Um, th- you know, the tone that uh, Tom, um, the, the director, Tom McLaughlin, he, that he went with, you know, he, he definitely paved the way for a movie like Scream to come out. And you know how much I love Scream. Um, He'll be talking about yeah, Scream so, soon. Yeah. So, like, I definitely think that the uh, the series like part six is the one that just is is the one that stands the test of time for me, and uh, I I don't I don't understand. I mean, Nico, like a lot of people need to realize me me and Nico as close as we are, we disagree on a lot of shit. You we really do. Nico, agree quite <laughs> often. Nico and I tend to agree more, and then you and Sean agree on stuff. Yeah, me, yeah. me and Nico agree yeah. mostly on stuff. But then they, him and I do yeah. agree on, on enough that like we're we're still like cool with each other that we're somewhere oh, like yeah. a, you know we're, I guess we, 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 everybody on this show right but like him and I actually like, our, we we respect our, our our differences and our and our opinions on the on the films because like there's there's been times where like with like certain like movies like Star Wars or something like he'll be like oh this is all I'm like maybe not and I'll tell him why I, I don't like it and he'll tell me why he doesn't like what I like and we're like you know what that that's cool this is why like we're we're fucking family and we get along with this yeah, shit. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I remember uh, Nico hates uh, uh, Batman v Superman and Venom, and I love those movies. <laughs> oh yeah, like I, there it goes, you and yeah. Sean again, marriage. I, I, fucking, I, I fucking love me some Venom, and Nico hated it. I know uh, Nico. That's loved, my favorite uh, comic book character too of all time, and I hated that fucking movie. Yes, Sean. Yeah, and and. Uh, I remember, uh, Nico. I, I know you said your opinion has changed on it a bit, but I remember you said uh, when you hit me up and you saw uh, it chapter two, and you was like, "Yeah." And then I saw it, and I fucking uh, despise it chapter two with a passion. It would have been good if they didn't do that every five minutes thing, sort of like what we talked about with this film. Like, are you paying attention? Here's a jump scare. Are you paying attention? Here's a jump scare. And I'm like, you make me feel like I'm an idiot. Like here's a crayon and here's a dot to dot. Absolutely, like, one, it's one of the few times that Rob and I like actually like after like a repeat viewing we were like yeah we uh, yeah like Rob is right on this one like I I don't hate right. it chapter two but it's not as good as I thought it was the first time I saw it the the first one is hands down way better the, the chapter one yeah with, with yeah, the kids yeah. is way better this one it was yeah. first of all it didn't need to be fucking three hours long and I get that it's a big book. But they, they could have chopped off like 20 minutes. And they didn't even put everything in it. Well, one thing was definitely it had to be omitted. But, you know, we don't talk about oh, that. Time. I think we already yeah, talked we about the child gang thing. We did. We did. Yeah, we, we definitely got into that. Uh, like, also, there was a guy uh, dance turtle. The turtle could have been in there. The turtle's so important. Kind of yeah, they, yeah, they alluded to it. They alluded to it in there. But it was um, so important. I remember also. I remember uh, uh, Nico uh, was really bummed when I told him how much I disliked uh, Avengers Infinity War. 
Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I was because like, I, I loved it, and I was like, I want to talk to him about it so fucking bad. He's just like, I don't fucking care. Like, I don't, I don't care. I don't want to fuck like him talking about it. I'm like, fuck. I didn't man. care. Like the one dude I want to talk to about it, I can't because he's like, fuck <laughs> this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, it was it was borderline a piece of shit, dude. I'm sorry. If you guys let me hide jacking real quick, um, I wanted to talk about Corey Feldman for a sec. Um, I I think it's interesting that the original plan for this film was to have Corey Feldman reprise the role of Tommy Jarvis, but he got he was doing the Goonies when they were filming. Some little independent movie called the Goonies. Yeah, which is don't worry about it. It went nowhere. I fucking love Goonies. It's never. It's old. I fucking love it. I, I, you know, raised my kids on it. Like I grew up watching it. So, uh, you know, he made the right choice. Um, Corey Feldman's a a little uh, eccentric. uh, One of the few right choices he's made in his whole life. Thank you. Um, (laughs) I couldn't think of the way to put it. I was lost on words. But I was. I'm. I'm just kind of curious. Like, what kind of movie would we have gotten? Because with that kind of, with who we had directing. I mean, would it still have been shit? I think so. I, but I think Corey Feldman is a phenomenal actor. Oh, yeah. Um, he's he's odd. He's it would have been a different And I loved him in Goonies. It was one of my, my early crushes was him. I'm embarrassed of that now, but whatever. Everybody knows that now. Uh, I liked Corey Feldman as Mouth in, in well, Goonies. So I mean, I'm, he was rocking the awesome Purple Rain t-shirt in the movie, too. Hell, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so, uh, which is ironic because who was his best friend off camera? Yeah. Right. Can I just add that Corey Feldman has my favorite line in the Goonies. Um, they knock the, the statue down and they, they, they knock the penis off. Said, That's my mom's most favorite piece. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't. <laughs> I love that. Right, so, you know what's funny is my, my favorite line from the Goonies is when Chunk says, Oh shit, what? Yeah. <laughs> the way he says it. Oh, oh shit, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, like, yo, I, I can't tell you like uh, being a kid, you don't catch that, and then as an adult, it's like, oh, yeah, shit, as an I can't adult, when you're watching it with the, when you're watching it, um, especially with your children, you're like, uh, oops, I forgot about the penis part. Oh, yeah, you put it on the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, when I was a kid, I just kind of was like, ah, funny, whatever, you know. But as an adult, like, oh, we agree that after, to me, agree that after Dream a Little Dream is when. He kind of started going south. I was going to say that, yes. I, I like the I, original Rock and Roll High School. It had the Ramones in it, which is one of my favorite bands. But he did, uh, uh, there was a sequel. The sequel, Rock and Roll High School and Forever. It was Rock and Roll High School Forever. And that movie made me want to hurt someone or, or hurt myself. Please please don't judge me for this. But my, my friends and I used to get like really fucked up and watch it back in the day. I got fucked up and watched it, but it didn't help because that movie is so cringy. Because he wants so hard to be Michael Jackson, and I was just like, dude, I used to love you. Now I'm embarrassed of you. Like, why would you do this? Wait, doesn't he show up to cons looking like Michael Jackson now, like with the hat and fucking curls and all that shit? I haven't met him yet. I have not had the chance to meet him yet. Don't, don't. Why well, I, I kind of need to because I love the Lost Boys, the Goonies, and Friday. No, no, Erica 13, has so. that story. Erica has that story. Oh, she's got to tell, tell the story, Erica. I want to well, hear this. Okay, so let's see, it was late 2015, a uh, charity fundraiser convention in Dallas. Uh, it was raising money for animal welfare or something like that. Um, 
so the whole thing bombed and it ended up weirdly being because of Corey Feldman. And I guess this, it bombed so badly, they never had this event ever again, as far as I know. And it had done well the previous three years. Um, so uh, the previous years, they had had, like, the film festival and the celebrity guest hall in the same building, which was the Angelica Theater. And for whatever reason, Corey Feldman's like, uh, you had this long list of demands, like, I can't ride the same a shuttle or you know limo with other celebrity guests i have to have my own i have to have a separate room that has an exit that only i know about and it was like these kind of weird demands so to accommodate him instead of just putting him in the hotel where all of us were lodged and you know put all the other guests in the angelica where they were showing films they they moved all of the celebrity guests into the Holiday Inn, and it's like two blocks away from <laughs> the theater. Uh, the films are screening, um, so it's like it was the saddest convention I've ever been to because it was like it felt like all weekend like two dozen people came through. So I was like wow. just hanging out, sitting with people, you know, chatting. But I mean, it was like it was not fun. Like normally, I'd like that kind of one-on-one interaction with people, but everyone was so depressed, and it just there was this miasma of just increased dark, depressed shit where then people are talking about really terrible stuff they've lived through, like the celebrity guests were comparing notes on, yeah, I was sexually assaulted by this or that producer. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is like really terrible. But it was all because of Corey Feldman wanting, like, uh, he wanted access to the signing hall. He didn't have to want to pass any fans in the hallway. He had to have like a, a private access, you know, into this room and then be able to sneak out that exit without. I mean, did he think he was going to get mobbed? Did he think this was like the, the fucking eighties when he was the teen idol? No, it was not. Actually, Candy, you know who, you know, who's a lot like that? Yeah. Paul Rubens. Uh, see, I was really depressed last year. Well, when he canceled for Warhound, but, um, like I said, I, we, we, you know, we have kids, we have three kids, um, two, two are grown now, but, um, you know, so we, we have like limited, uh, you know, money to spend and we have to pick and choose. So we got to see that, uh, original Misfits reunion in Chicago. And then right after my birthday, uh, in September, there was a mystery science theater life was finally coming to Indy and I had to go cause it was literally right after my birthday at the beginning of October. So, um, I chose to do that. But um, I, we, I wanted to go to Horror Hound, and I probably still would have tried to make that happen if Paul Rubens hadn't canceled. But now that I know that he's like that, I think that would have made me cry, and I'm so glad that that didn't happen now. I actually have a story, and I, and I, and I guess I'm, I'm okay to tell it now because Steve is not going to care. So my roommate Steve, remember how Gabe and I were telling you about the whole we had to figure out whether it was going to be Elvira or Paul Rubens the other day? Yeah. Okay. So Steve actually met... Uh, Paul Rubens, Steve, I'm going to tell the story about the time you met Pee Wee. Yeah. Okay. So he's, he's <laughs> online to meet Pee Wee. He's online. You want to tell it real quick? You want me to tell it? Okay. So I guess he's online to meet Pee Wee, right? And then, like, Pee Wee got a phone call. And then Steve, just joking around, was like, oh, is that Joe Maganello? Because they were just in Pee Wee's big holiday. Which was hilarious. Um, and then, what did he say to you? He's like, 
none, none of your beeswax, like like a total dick to him. Oh, he said it was just his alarm for what? Oh, if the hit was his alarm to go back and sign. Meanwhile, he's sitting at the table in front of them signing autographs. Yeah, but like he's he, like the way he said it, like he was like a total dick. And I guess like his security was like they they told um the staff that like that was helping for, to volunteer that they couldn't get um anything uh, no no pictures no autographs from him at all even though they were helping the weekend. Wow. Okay, you know, I just got to tell you, people talk about, like, okay, like, when Transformers got remade, that it ruined their childhood. This story is ruining my childhood. (laughs) My mom was a big Pee Wee fan, because she would get baked on Saturday mornings and watch Pee Wee's Playhouse with us. And I, now, when, um, when my daughter, my uh, my oldest daughter got into it, and we got the 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 collections of the two seasons that they did. Um, I didn't realize how many adult jokes were in it, and I was like, uh, Miss Elaine's a whore. He he kind of shit on Steve's like dream too, didn't he? Because he asked Steve, he was like, oh Steve, like what do you what do you want to do like whatever? And Steve's like, because my he wants to like do haunts for a living, like he wants to actually build a haunt. And run a haunt because he knows what the fuck he's doing with that. And what did he tell you? Like, oh, he has friends he that do that. He has friends in the industry. He has friends in the industry, and like they were like they don't make any money with that. He's like, I wouldn't recommend you ever do that or something. Like completely just shit on his dreams. I think I'm gonna cry wow. after this, man. Yeah. So this is this is this is your beloved Pee Wee. Well, you know what? You know. Yeah. I, sorry. Pee Wee's Big Adventure is still gonna be one of my favorite movies, but my, my I'm gonna cool. I'm gonna hold yeah. this. In, inside of me and go, there was a reason that he canceled. It was meant to be because I would have been so fucking sad. Mm. I'm glad I'm glad he canceled. But no, like, I honestly, like, I, and, I, and I grew up on, on Pee Wee's Playhouse and, oh, and, I, and I love him, but, but when I heard that, I was like, wow, like, really? Like, how could yeah, you like, like it kind of fucking hits you right in, like, the stern of yeah. you. Oh, I can't breathe. What? No. I mean, there's only been a couple of, like, celebrities that, like, I've had a bad experience with like that, but not the level of like a Corey Feldman or like a Paul Rubens where that like they were, was, they were that's that just bad. depressing. I didn't even well, have no, that's, that, 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 that's a lie. Cause if they listen to the episode that we did the special one, um, they'll know I had a couple of instances where I wanted to <laughs> beat the shit out of a couple of them. So, you know, whatever. Anyway, back on topic. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. That was a little side trip. Uh, I, I will, I will say that, uh, in, in the, the docu, uh, documentary, I saw that, uh, Corey Feldman actually did praise this movie. He said he thought Danny Steinman did a great job, which uh, really just uh, proves his uh, how eccentric he is that he thought that. Uh, you know, well, I mean, was not, 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 Rob, what was the movie full of? That he, what was the movie full of? Of course, he's gonna love this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's gonna full of fucking titties and cocaine. Of course, he loved the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, titties and cocaine. What else does he need? <laughs> and, and Michael Jackson, and that's, those three are the epitome. You, you mix the three of them, and you got Corey Feldman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe a couple other things too, but you know, yeah. we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> I, I, I will say, I will say though that uh, I, I, I just wanted to uh, bring something up to lighten uh, Candy Spirits because I know she's yeah, I'm kind about, of like depressed. Oh, sorry, Candy. <laughs> um, uh, and. Uh, they released a special edition of all the Friday the Thirteenth, including this one, and uh, and they were doing like a like a behind the scenes featurette. And Michael Felsher, who you know does all these kind of you know behind the scenes stuff, he he produces all that kind of stuff. He he was defending the movie, uh, and like you know the behind the scenes and like you know his own 
conversation. And he was like, uh, oh, like, who cares about uh, Friday the 13th Part 4? Why? Because Tom Savini <laughs> came back and all that stuff. And fucking Tom Savini is <laughs> overrated. And uh, if, if uh, as in the foreground, but, oh, Tom Savini shows up with a knife cleaning his nails. Like, like, and, and Michael Fash was like, oh, no, Tom Savini's great. I, I, I'm sorry to say that. Tom Savini's great. And, and Tom Savini you gives him that look. You don't fuck with Tom like, Savini. He was like 5'4, yeah, but Tom, he'll whoop your ass. Yeah, Tom Savini gave him that look like, yeah, you better say that shit, motherfucker, and then drops back down out of he, shot. He has a very intimidating presence. Like like you said, the first, I've heard all the bad stories. And, uh, you know, um, so the first time I was actually going to meet and have a conversation with him, I was so scared I was shaking because I was like, if he's mean to me, I don't know what I'm going to do. And he's going to ruin everything for me. But he wasn't. So, you know, um, but yeah, I wouldn't fuck with him. He, he reminds me of my stepdad, who's also a short guy. He's, he's got short man's disease. Um, definitely. Yeah, definitely like, a, you know, intimidating presence and uh, somebody you wouldn't fuck with. My yeah. stepdad is exactly like that. And that's that's how I was like, oh, man, I can I can reach this with Thomas Savini. Like, I get why he's intimidating and uh, knowing his story. So, yeah, anybody wants to talk shit about Thomas Savini, they can go through me, but they can't get through him. Yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. building on Rob said, one of, the good, one of the good things, I guess, about the movie, too, is, number one, that the Screen Factory, the, the Blu-ray looks fucking fantastic, by the way, because I, I actually ended up watching that instead of my digital copy that I have. And they definitely cleaned the print up. I mean, it doesn't say it on there, but they definitely did a new transfer scan on it, and it looks fantastic. I, I will give it that. Screen Factory went all out with, I think, like, almost Screen all the boxes. Screen Factory does a great job with only, I think there's only, like, one. One or two or two, two that didn't get it was uh, Freddie Richard Jason in the, in the 2009, which is your, your background of, of that, Jason. That's the yeah, actual, that's- like, new line Warner Brothers discs that they just threw in there. They said it was either that or not have the complete box set. I, uh, I I paid money to see uh, the 2009 win in the theaters. I can't have that money or time back. Um, I, I was, like it. It wasn't worth it. it it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna reboot something or uh, revamp it or do your own version, you need to add something unique to it. There was nothing fucking unique to that. They're just no, like uh, they just put it like uh, they updated it, but like they didn't put their own brand on it like there's a way to do remakes right in horror and and there's a couple like okay sean and i disagree about this but dawn of the dead i love the remake of dawn of the dead even though the original is one of my favorite fucking movies and he's all like well the zombies running stuff i'm like well i just disengaged from that i th- i enjoyed the film but there and or like texas state for massacre when they rebooted that fucking well done but you know this, this but i'm also on the camp where this, this this was a good re- to me it's, it's more of a sequel it's on a reboot I think, and that's another reason why. And plus, honestly, it gave us competent heroes with with Clay, and with and I love I love like 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 the fake out with with the whole final girl switcheroo. Yeah. Like they were able to pull what WWE would call a, a double turn in the movie, where it had you make thinking one thing and then it was the other, and you were like, holy shit! I was expecting that to fucking happen. I, w- I, and was, I, and I, I loved it. You had to make it for that for for having the guts to go through with that too, because that it worked. I will say I'm not particularly fond of the reboot, but I do love that moment early when they're in the store, whatever, and uh, uh, the fucking asshole boyfriend is like, oh, you, you better back away or I'm going to get really pissed. And Clay goes, oh, really? And what happens then? I just left the theater like, not, 
I, I was unmoved, I guess you could say. It just wasn't yeah. worth the money and the time to me. But then again, um, I, I, I'll, I, I will say this, and this is a, a hot take. I liked it better than I liked the, the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot. Oh we, to me, that is, I would rather watch Freddy versus Jason on a continuous loop for 24 hours, and you know I fucking hate that movie, <laughs> than watch the, the reboot of Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, it's not real. I, it's not real. I, I loathe that fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I think that's one we could all agree on because a fucking gigantic fucking piece of shit. It, it really was. And I, and, it was a giant pile of fucking garbage. Yeah, I love Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah. That was the most... Ex- no, I'm sorry, Erica. Oh, sorry. I, I was going to say, I, I actually did like his performance as Freddy, but there were just so many things wrong with that movie and things that could have been done a lot better and the dream sequences were not interesting i don't know so yeah i know we're like way off topic but yeah go ahead well at least the wall is fucking Rooney mara ruins the whole fucking movie too but i i i i was that was the reason i was that was the reason i kind of got hyped for that nightmare on elm street remake because of jackie or haley like i was like jackie or haley's playing freddy like oh yeah he was up for the role originally in the uh, in in the first time right now, stream. By the way, no, he was up. He was up, and uh, he was up for the role of uh um the, the Johnny Depp role. Um, and the, and Johnny Depp actually went with him to the to the casting, and that's how Johnny Depp got that role of Glenn. The, oh, he I, mean, was I, I can't see. Yeah, I, I can't see. I can't see Jackie or Hill of land in the original no like, i needed johnny Depp. okay <laughs> i'm sorry yeah. Fred. I'm, whenever we talk jason i feel like i have to bring out freddie so my love is known um no i know i know for the franchise it's just it's just my i'm but team freddie at, at least you could agree that the 2009 friday the 13th was better than the 2010 nightmare on all street that's what i just said yeah, yeah. I at, least, at least you, at least you could admit that I but, can admit that, yes. And honestly, Derek Mears, I don't know if you've had a chance, he's like one of the nicest guys in the world, like one of the nicest guys in the world. Like super fucking nice, Derek Mears is. Like it's so hard to see him like as that character and then meet him in person. You're like, dude, really? He's just like, it is what it is, man. I'm an actor. But like he's super fucking nice. Like we'll, we'll pick you up in the picture. Like he doesn't give a shit. It usually happens like that. You know, like guys like that, like who are big giants are like usually like so gentle and nice, you know, gentle giants, uh, you know. But uh, I will say, with the Friday the 13th uh, remake, it, my problem with it is very workmanlike. Like, there's there's no passion and love for the series behind the scenes. Like, this was yeah. business. It was business. Yeah. Like, it, you know, they had this property, and they wanted to, you know, it was basically a business transaction, you know. Uh, I know that the writers of uh, was it Mark Swift and uh, Damian Shannon? They're very, they're very. Who also wrote Freddy vs. Jason? They're very passionate and they and they love the series. And and it sucks because you know they basically, you know, wrote you know a script for this movie and then they had people who really could not give a shit about Friday the Thirteenth. Michael Bay put that's what he's Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Michael Bay was definitely just doing it as a business transaction. This was, you know, a business. I think he does most thing. things as a business transaction. Yeah. He's yeah. No thanks. Yeah, um, I want to ask a question. You know, since we are kind of talking about uh, a little bit about the franchise, um, I'll stop talking about Freddy. This is actually about Jason. Um, <laughs> but uh, who's your favorite Tommy Jarvis? 
Tom Matthews. Oh, that gotta be Tom Matthews. Tom Matthews. Is yes, Tom Matthews. Absolute, Tom Matthews is a, you know, Tom Matthews, not just, you know, as the best Tommy Jarvis, but Tom Matthews is one of my favorite actors. I just love Tom Matthews. He was going to be a Days yeah. of the Dead with Felissa and everything that it was supposed to go to on Halloween, but I can't talk about that anymore right now. Thanks. Okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah. But he was going to be there. And no, I was going to beg him to sign my Return of the Living Dead 2 special edition. Nico would agree it. with me on Nico would agree with me on this. The fact that he actually appeared in the Friday Thirteenth fan film Never Hike Alone, you know, yeah. shows just how fucking awesome he is. You know, the fact that like you I've, know I've he heard actually appeared. I've nothing but good things about Tom Matthews. Yeah, he's he's a genuinely like, and and I can honestly tell you like I've I've had the pleasure and I have the post of approval. Like I met pretty much all of the the Jasons. I'm only missing like maybe a couple. And to be honest with you, the only one I was kind of iffy about. When I met was uh, Ken Kersinger from Freddy vs. Jason. He just seemed like he was just like, yeah, whatever. Like how you said, it was like business. That's basically like the impression I got. But the other ones were like legitimately like happy to meet like the fans. To well, him, Ken I just, Hodder is an amazingly fucking cool dude. He, he is. He is. Uh, even like I got the pleasure to meet Ted White. Ted White was like one of the nicest guys in the world, too. Um, <laughs> CJ Graham is super nice. Um, Ari Lehman is fucking super nice. Steve Dash, made you the piece. He was fucking amazing. I loved Steve Dash. Like him and I got along so well. Like I always found something for him to sign just because I wanted to just go say hi to him. Like that. That's, that's how good. And plus we're both from the Bronx. And Rob, you know that he's from the Bronx originally, and he still had like that thick Bronx accent. Um, so much so that even like the rest of the Jasons like actually like have like fond memories of that man. That him and Kane Harder used to have rubber band fights at conventions. <laughs> with each other, like when they were sitting next to each other, like they would always argue over who was the better Jason. And uh-huh. there was Steve Dash and Robert Bands and came at him, like while they meeting fans. But yeah, I mean, only only one I really could, I want to say complain about, but I was kind of eh, was was Ken Kersinger because it just felt like he didn't really have much of a personality. He just kind of felt like give me the money and I'll sign it and next. Yeah, yeah, that's a nasty you know? feeling. It feels like you're going to a prostitute. Yeah. I'm gonna I mean, pay you. Like I said, the, the rest of them are like super nice. Yeah. And you gotta appreciate that, you know. Those are the people that know that this is uh, their business, and um, and that the fans it, it means so much to them. This encounter, you know. Uh, Erica. Uh, I just have a question for Rob. I he was making some interesting faces during that last <laughs> discussion about oh. some of the celebrity personalities, and oh. now I'm curious. Oh, um, when Kane Hodder was mentioned, uh, I, I've heard Kane Hodder is a nice guy, but I've heard stories uh, from several good friends of mine that that he, he can be kind of a dick. Um, a buddy really? came to my I, I, I can neither confirm nor deny those stories firsthand. I, yeah, a, a good buddy, Jason of mine, he, he started a thread that he said that uh, he met Kane Hodder and Kane Hodder was a supreme dick to him. And then other yeah. people joined in and it was like, oh, yeah, he was a dick to me, too. He was a dick to me, too. And I was like, oh, wow. I meant to okay. ask that. Like, I meant to ask if anybody heard that because, like, you know, so I was I, 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 I've, I've, seen it. That. I've seen it firsthand. But then again, I, I've seen him do something. I think I saw. I don't know if I, OK, I'll, I'll tell the story real quick. So. I, I was at um now I, I have a buddy of mine that actually works with Kane, so I get to like get to say hi to Kane and you know whatever. Kane's always nice to me. When I went through my bullshit with with bitch face, like he recognized me. He was like, hey, 
he was like, you get stuff from me all the time. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, this is what happened. He was like, I'm not fucking charging you. Give me whatever you're getting signed. And he's like, and you go tell all the other Jasons over there, like, that I said to go sign your shit for free because of what happened. I was like, oh, okay. But the one story that always sticks with me with Kane Hodder is this. I was online to meet him. I forgot what I was getting signed. It was something because, they, again, with, with them, I always have something for Jason to get signed. Um, there was a girl with Down syndrome that was in front of us. And she, like, threw the mask on the fucking table, and he just started signing it. And then she ran around the table, and she gave him, like, the biggest hug. And she's like, can I have a picture with you, please? And he's like, of course you can. And, you know, her sister, like, took the picture or whatever. And she grabbed an 8x10, and she's like, will you sign this for me, too? And he's like, yeah, I'll sign it for you. And he signed, signed the 8x10. And then... um the mom or the sister, whoever it was that was with them, was reaching in to grab money to give to him. And he looked at me and winked, and he's like, I'm not charging you for that. She's too much of a sweetheart. You go ahead and enjoy uh-huh. that. So I don't know. That's why, like, I, I, I can't, I kind of would use that to dispute anything that says that he's a dick because I, I saw firsthand that he's not. He's very flirtatious. I'll give him that. <laughs> but no, nah, the, man, the man's got a soft spot. I'll give him that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Erica. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I, I have met um I met Ari Ari Lehman and I met Kane Hodder and they were both really cool guys. Um I didn't know that Kane Hodder's trademark uh photo op with him is that he chokes you really fucking yes. hard. Yes he does. Yes, yes, he yes. Does. I know. <laughs> I haven't had the pleasure, but I, I do know that. Oh, I had a headache for six hours after that happened. I feel like you can't really choke me. If you can make that clear in line, he's going to choke you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we need a safe word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, have I choked you yet? No. Well, I'm choking you now. <laughs> wow. And then with the ladies, he does. He says he goes. He goes. I'm gonna. I'm gonna choke you in the one. And he's like, I'm gonna do a prom picture in the other one. Kate Powers is a fucking smooth dude. I can't. I can't, I can't deny it. Yeah, he has a really uh, great documentary um, that's streaming on Shutter. Um, kind of gives you like some, yeah. yeah to Helen Beck. It's it's really actually good, and it kind of just made me feel, um, you know, pretty good about him. I've never had the pleasure of meeting him, but uh, when I do, I'm gonna be like, please don't actually choke me. Um, I'm delicate. Oh, no, he does. He does. No, he can't. <laughs> I, I'm delicate. I'm a delicate <laughs> little flower. Oh, I, no. I highly, highly, highly recommend his book, Unmasked. Oh, highly. Okay. That's maybe but his autobiography is fantastic. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Like awesome. I, I honestly like reading that. Like, and I, I read that one, and I read uh, Robert's book, The Hollywood Monster, Robert England's autobiography. And I know I haven't read that one yet. It's it because you know I'm more of a Friday the Thirteenth guy. I even about Nightmare on Elm Street. I got more into Kane's book because Kane. I don't know. I felt like I was like kind of there. Like yeah, he, the way he he's has like. A theory direct way of getting his points across mm-hmm. well, um, I got that. well you know robert's he, he was an intellectual you know shakespearean actor who ended up being freddy krueger you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i don't think that was his game plan but that's he embraces it mm-hmm. i love robert for that so let's go ahead and do reviews i'm gonna go first <laughs> i give <laughs> this film uh friday the 13th a new beginning being the generous soul that i am I'm going to give this 5 out of 10 damn enchiladas. <laughs> I, think, um, I was so generous uh, 
with it, I, I don't think I, I totally on on its own as a film deserves a five. But uh, uh, Miguel Nunez, you know, steals uh, the 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 show uh, along with Reckless Reggie. Um, they really are my favorite characters, and I, I enjoyed them. I would have liked to see them in a better film. Like if this film was done better, it, it with them as like you know bigger characters characters you know um obviously reggie was but to have his brother demon like maybe then be like the, the final family or something you know like that would have been amazing <laughs> so the potential they got supports for potential but mostly it's for those two um and and violet's cool looking uh but uh she's not enough for me i, I don't know she's she's not my type <laughs> she's cute uh sean smith sean the dead all right so i've got some pros and cons for this um Okay. I'm gonna rate this. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna rate this 7.5 out of 10 chocolate bars. Uh. Um, I I know that this is a departure from what we're typically used to uh, in the Friday the 13th series, um, and I like the murder mystery comedy aspect of it. Um, copycat copycat killer. Um, Tiffany Helm as Violet is amazing. Um, uh, Demon's awesome. Yeah. Um, He's the not humor, my list to me. Yeah. The the humor you get from from Ethel and Junior. Um, it's yeah. over the top, but it's it's fun. I love it. Um, and and the fact that it had such a, a huge kill count. Now, that kill count leads me to one of my biggest cons of this film, and that's the lack of gore um thank you the the uh, special effects were handled by real effects which we've talked about before um they did some work on uh, some other friday the 13th movies including jason takes manhattan um <laughs> this was this yeah, that the, the the lack of gore ha- was not their fault this was the studio mm-hmm. paring it down before it even got to the mpaa yeah um there was a uh, there is a uh, uh, rumor that um, they had and he had he had went over the top with the um, sexual content in order to, in, in order to draw attention away from the gore, but the studio actually pared the gore down before it even went to the MPAA. So you know whatever it, it had some some awesome kills that I think would have been really cool. If, you know, like like Rob said, where they, they slash his throat, but the camera pans up so you don't actually see it, you know, and or the, you know, when when he takes the uh, the shears to her face, like, you know, it's just one of those things where I would have loved to have seen that happen. I don't, you know, can I, can I throw in on that for a second? And, and yeah, I mean, it's my review, this, but go ahead. Oh, one second. <laughs> it, it, it goes into your review. It's our review, okay? Oh, um, okay. We're married. Everything's ours. <laughs> but yeah, what's the, mine is yours and what's yours is yours. Hush, Jamel. <laughs> hush. The two. Um, we were talking about this when we, we sat and watched this, uh, what, like two weeks ago or something. Um, when he takes the shears and the movement... It looks like he's cutting her fucking head off, but then when you see what he did, I'm like, there's no fucking. How would that even kill her? Like she'd be hurt, yeah. but it didn't do like because the action didn't match what was on there, and it was like some some weak shit. Sorry. Yeah, and and I almost wonder if that's if that's one of the scenes that they that the studio 
pared down because they actually had to go back and, and reshoot some of the, the special effects scenes. So, you know, I, I almost wonder if like, you know, that the motion that he had with the shears, there was a different, you know, a different outcome. And the studio was like, no, 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 we're going to do something different. So then when you see what he did to her face, you're like, uh, what? But, uh, yeah. you know, she died of facial and, injuries. Yeah. Yeah. So then, and, and, you know, That'd be my me, that was, that was kind of a big deal for me, you know, especially in a slasher film, because, you know, what's the one reason that I watch these films? It's obviously not for the fucking story. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't I don't come to these for the great acting chops, you know what I'm saying? Like I I come for this for the over the top kills, the gore, um, the boobs, um and and Ew. the gore just the gore just didn't do it for me in this one, so that, that took off uh quite a bit for me. Alright, um Rob. Um, I, I, I will add to that that uh, about um, the cutting out of the deaths that uh, the, the queen, Violet, um, her original death was she was stabbed in the crotch. Yeah. Uh, and they cut that out to where she just gets stabbed in the, in the midsection. And uh, uh, the, they, there's actually a, a behind the scenes photo of uh, Tiffany Helm with uh, her crotch bloody after she just finished that scene. <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, they definitely cut that out. Uh, I mean, I don't blame them, but uh, I was like, yeah, that's that's fucked up. But uh, also, um, as far as the boobs, uh, I will say that uh, Debbie Sue Voorhees has uh, Debbie Sue Voorhees has the best boobs in the franchise. But also, Juliet Cummins, who plays Robin, has the best ass in the, <laughs> the scene where, where she strips down to get to bed. And there's a quick shot of her where she turns around, and you can see that hump. When she turns around and it's just like, good lord. Like, that, that's a lot of cake back there you got there. <laughs> oh, but uh, um, as, as far as my review, um, you know, I was going to give this uh, a high one. So a 10 out of 10. Uh, yeah. 10 out of 10 ooh babies. Um, 10 out of 10 ooh babies. I, I um, you know, I, I, I agree with all the criticisms, but it, it doesn't hamper my joy of this film. I love it for it being over the top and just being completely batshit insane and just out of control at times. You know, it's a movie about excess and it, it does it extremely well. You know, every, every character and moment is on an 11, you know, and it's just it, it's just it's one of those films like it, it's definitely my favorite of, of the franchise. I definitely like. I, I remember I got a lot. I, I put it. I made a list, and this was at the top. And I got a lot of like, oh, you put that at the top. But I got a lot of people commending me, like, uh, I love that uh, support for uh, Friday Five, you know. And yeah, like it's it's. I have so much fun with this. It's definitely my go-to when every Friday the Thirteenth comes around. It's the first one I watch because I just love it so much. Uh, I, that um, part four, part seven. I'm sorry, Nico. I, I really sorry. love Part Seven, even though it's the most it's the most geographically incomprehensible film ever made. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you don't know where I everybody's think it goes at. Friday Two first, and then Seven. No, like like there there's a lot of moments of Friday Seven. It's like wait a minute, if he was here, why the fuck did he go here? 
Like, why does Jason go into the woods to kill these people over here if he got a, uh, a cabin full of fucking people over here to kill, but he just goes into the woods to kill Dr. Cruz and Tina's mom, Bad where he Cruz. just had all the campus... <laughs> Bad News Cruz. Like, I remember one time I was watching it, my father... I was watching it back in the day. My father came in the room and it was like, oh, I think something's wrong with your TV. Like, why you say that? He said, because uh, your fucking, your reception is getting uh, weakened at Bernie's. What the fuck uh, was weakened at Bernie's doing? <laughs> no, I, I absolutely adore this film. Like, uh, I, I, I know I know it's definitely not perfect. It's not some un- misunderstood masterpiece. But I, it's just, it's the, the, the parts that I love, I absolutely love completely i know i know candy like uh you're like how the fuck did he rate this a 10 and he rated fucking nightmare and mc3 a six yeah well (laughs) on uh, that note let me just interject that's what my hand was up for um how the fuck you gonna be so nice to this piece of shit and nightmare (laughs) and elm street 3 had a fucking plot characters you cared about you know what i'm like now i know how you felt you know, when I'm sitting here praising Nightmare on Elm Street 3, and you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Because that's exactly it. We, we have just changed, and now I'm in your seat. Because I'm hearing you praise this, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Okay. So I understand. Now I think we've been in each other's seats now. No, I think i got to explain myself, because I've I, I still been getting shit about that Nightmare on Elm Street 3 thing. <laughs> and, um, well, because you don't understand me, it'll never go away. No, it's it's... <laughs> With the thing about the Nightmare on Elm Street, the, the entire series is is a film about outcasts. You know, every single character, main character, is is an outcast. Like Nancy, she starts off like part of the popular crowd or whatever, and then she becomes an outcast as the film goes. Of course, Nightmare on Elm Street Two, Jesse's an outcast. You know, but we'll get into that when we discuss Nightmare on Elm Street Two. Nightmare on Elm Street Three is probably the one that's the most about being an outcast because all these kids are in like you know this 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 uh, establishment and Taryn, for the queen the queen Taryn right right so it's like and I, what I loved about you know the idea was that oh you know they're all survivors and not just you know for the fact that in the dream world but in the real world you know like they, they, these these kids all have been through hell and all that stuff and. You know, I, I love the fact that I, I love that fact about it. But then, for them to all go out like fucking punk bitches at the end, where they barely put up a fight, it just rubbed me the wrong way. Like it's like well, the kids survive. I mean, bitches. So they kind of all did. This is why. This is why. And I know Nico will agree with you. Why I love Part Four so much because Alice is the quintessential survivor in the fact that she's the biggest outcast of the crowd. You know, That's true. like, I, I and, with that. yeah, she's the biggest outcast of the crowd. And we'll that have to talk grief, about uh, that, that, um, and uh, part five. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> it's her, it's her, like, it's basically Nightmare on Street 4 is basically about grief. And it's her, it's the way she deals with her grief. And her grief is what gives her strength to fight Freddy at the end, you know? And then that's, and the fight she puts up with Freddy at the end and shit with, like, is basically like this full on battle. Is what I love about that because she's actually, you know, a survivor and a warrior, you know, but dealing with, you know, all her friends getting killed off. And that's what I love about it. And that's what I wish they had in Nightmare on Elm Street 3, but they didn't do that. They just had everybody go out like punk bitches, including Taryn, who should have been the biggest fight of all. But like she go, she gets wiped out in like 10 seconds. And it's like, I thought it was a very, you know, poignant thing about addiction. I, I just kind of took it as sort of an allegory. Um, 
because addiction is awful. And I, I thought yeah. that that was, uh, I thought it was actually smart. I, I didn't like that she died because she's my favorite, but, um, yeah. but it, it was, it was very uh, poignant. Yeah. I think, I, think, I just think, I just think Nightmare 4 did a better job at conveying like, you know, the, the outcast thing. Well, you know, and, I agree uh, to disagree. Her being, survivor, and, uh, her being a survivor, you know, and her being a fighter, like, you know, uh, her the, uh, the the death of her friends, you know, the grief that she experienced gave her the strength to carry on, and I think they conveyed that best in Nightmare Four, and you know, that that was my problems with Nightmare Three. So I I, I didn't get the chance to explain that because I was entirely too drunk to, <laughs> to, to get the point across. So that's why I was a bit harsh on uh, Nightmare Three. Uh, I kind of regret that, but uh, I I just wanted to get that in. Most you know, people because, regret, uh, everybody... regret when they kind of piss me off. So. <laughs> I am so fucking with you. I just wanted to say, like, I feel like we understand each other better now. Yeah, yeah. Because this is your franchise. That's my franchise, and we we are like, why do you love it so much? Okay, well, I see that, and but I don't love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah, I just wanted to get this. I, I just want this is not like a, some situation where it's like, oh, like you don't get it. Like you definitely get it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with anybody's criticism, but. The, the the parts you know that uh, I love I absolutely love and that's why I gave it the rating as high as I did you know so that's that's you my know, uh everyone's entitled to that um who's next okay. Erica um okay so is it kind of cheating to give this two different ratings no okay. you know what my we still have rules here <laughs> I did it ratings. I did it in the Mexican Mocha Drive episode yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true uh <laughs> When I watched this sober, I, I like gave it like a three out of ten, which is like, pretty <laughs> bad for the way I rate things. But you know, with the proper kind of intoxication, maybe it's good as <laughs> seven out of ten. Oh, it okay. changed my yeah. perception of I mean, it. you had a little fun with it, and that's you know that's where yeah. my five comes from. I I can only go with five. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> Right. I, I was maybe too sober. I was kind of tempted to go with five, but then I thought, well, maybe I just need to differentiate. You know, with the the right kind of enhancements, you know, it can it can be a good or bad time for you. Um, so <laughs> I I do second, uh, you know, what Sean said that I wish there had more gore. That when there's a movie that has so many kills and there's no real character development for you know, most of the characters at least have a little better payoff with what's shown on screen. Although I did like that road, uh, road flare kill with the guy's mouth where you see him like, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but I, I kind of wanted to see more, uh, you know, more blood and gore with the other deaths. A lot of them were pretty tame. And I was kind of like, Oh, yeah. uh, On the positive side. I mean, I do like the fact they were trying to take the story in a, different direction that you know jason really is dead we're not going to come up with some bullshit way to bring him back to life we're just going to have some other guy copycat these murders and then maybe sort of pass the mask on to you know tommy at the end of it even though that ending kind of came out of nowhere but i i liked that they they were kind of thinking outside the box because i feel like the first four movies were kind of the same movie four times um to some degree so at least I thought, well, they're they're doing something different with this. So I I did yeah. like that they uh, tried that. I did feel a little blindsided with 
like who it was. You know, I'm like, what? This <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah, this yeah, <laughs> like you barely his even name at that point. I was like, oh, that dude. It's like, yeah, I remember. Oh, again. <laughs> oh, it's that guy. Who the fuck is that? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I said. Who the fuck is that? Oh, that guy, whatever his name is. Oh, okay. And then they, it's like the fact that they had to explain that relationship at the end. Well, this was that kid's father. And it's like, well, yeah. it's like, make it impossible to solve this fucking mystery, you know? And also the fact that he killed everyone but the kid who killed his son. <laughs> the one who killed his son. Right? Eric brought up an interesting point. I'm sorry. Can I interject for just a sec? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Okay, I get really uh, weird about, you know, people's uh, portrayal of mental illness. And why the ending pissed me off so much is because... Not all mentally ill people succumb to it. They, they, you know, a lot of us are survivors and, you know, I'm one. Um, I fight back on that shit every day. Um, you know, and it's not like I'm finally going to just give up and give into the fear and just become that. I mean, I just felt like it was kind of shitting all over, you know, psychiatric disorders. And I, I take that a little fucking personal. So I was like. I don't think that's fair because that that's where we get all this fucking stigma that still goes on in fucking this day and age. I mean, Jesus Christ, like, no, crazy people like that. Don't use the word crazy. They're people with disorders and, and they don't all give in and they're not all violent people yeah. or horrible people, violent. you know, yeah. I'm like the least violent person in the world. You know, it's, it's not fair. I don't like it. I get fucking edgy about that shit. Sorry. Right. I'm I sorry. like, I, I don't know. I feel like I made so many. You know, when I was watching it through the second time and not taking it as seriously, I made so many uh, leaps in logic, you know, just to go with the flow that by that point I was okay with that ending. Um, But I also thought maybe if it's not realistic, uh, you know, to portray someone like that, um, because I I, took it as like Tommy had PTSD from his earlier experience. And so then, you know, going from that to like, oh, he's going to become the new Jason. He's going to become this maniac killer. I was like, eh. But I thought, well, maybe they're going for more of a Freudian reaction formation kind of thing where you are so disgusted and fearful of something that your way of coping with it is to then full on embrace it and sort of fetishize or become the thing that you're afraid of. (laughs) Yeah, but I think that's that's actually the most common reaction to people with mental disorders is that you think they're going to become something horrible. They're going to shoot up schools or they're going to do this. And most people, you know, you got depression and it fucks up your life a little bit, Mm -hmm. but you go on and got anxiety. I have really bad PTSD and I fucking go on every day. I've never been just like, I give up. I'm just going to be crazy. I'm done. Right. Just saying. I'm sorry. Sometimes things just needle me a yeah. little bit. I, I no, get like, yeah. no, I got to speak up. Somebody's got to speak up about that. Sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't even raise my hand. I just started fucking talking. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm I'm probably done with my review. I can't think of anything else I was going to say. So, Good review. I actually liked your, your double take. Yeah. <laughs> we need that more. <laughs> Like on this one, I was sober, but this we, time, yeah, we only need to watch it sober and then watch it fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe I need to go back and rewatch Video Dead Fucked Up. No, uh, I tr- I'm, I'm oh. telling you from personal experience, it does not help. 
The movie sounds hard like rock it's like and, seven hours long. Hard Rock Zombies absolutely no wonder, under no circumstances, they don't make drugs strong enough. Oh, shit. <laughs> Dude, absolutely fuck that motherfucker. <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. No. Sorry. Anyway. What a piece of shit. <laughs> you want to squish it like a bug. That was like, what, the third episode I did with y'all? I'm thinking, what the fuck have I gotten myself into? Yeah, I was very, very sorry that I introduced you guys to that film. And I, I, I will repent. I, I repented by putting things like this this film, which we was suggested to me by um by Rob and Sean, like also Maximum Overdrive. I'm repenting for Hard Rock Zombies. I'm very sorry I let you guys pick some movies. Like, uh, uh, really I fucked up on, on season two. Just as an aside, something about Hard Rock Zombies that, that tickled me was the scene where there's zombies are doing that walk. One of y'all, no. I can't remember who it was, mentioned that they looked like they're from a Genesis video. And that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what I thought when I was watching. It looked like they're from the I Can't Dance Genesis video. I was like, I'm with these people. These fuckers. These are my people, man. <laughs> no, I, I forgot who said that. What do y'all said? My, my thought was uh, they looked like uh, – that, that thought was they looked like uh, uh, that scene from The Breakfast Club where – Yeah. What's the robot? <laughs> the robot, my, right? My, my 
I think it. I think it was. Oh, go ahead. Uh, well, I was gonna say I think it's it's a combination of of the robot, um, the nipples through the shirt, <laughs> and the hair. I love that. She hair. had a whole she had a whole Pris from Blade Runner kind of vibe going on too. I yeah. thought which yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it she reminded me of Berlin because you know the lead singer had her hair like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. But my top three ladies of horror. Oh, oh no, four. Uh, well, Linnea quickly. Um. Rose McGowan in, in both Scream and uh, Planet Terror. Uh, Jessica Biel in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Um, and, oh my God, I forgot the other one. It just went out of my head. See, if I don't write these things down and I start talking, it just goes. Hold on, it's going to Wouldn't happen to be Ashley, Ashley Lawrence, would it? Oh, Dude, no. she is so beautiful. Yeah. And Barbara Frampton. Oh yes. Oh. She's yeah, gorgeous and go. she's so I mean she's just so adorable. I just want to like hug her. You know, she's so cute. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and the okay. fact that it had Spider and Suicide from Return of the Living Dead, which we all agree. Yes. Is a classic. And we, yes. we actually talked about this. We Perfect. were like, Oh yeah, when we do part five, we're gonna talk about this. It gets some love. It gets some love for that. And it's such a shame that that Mark uh what was it, Venturini? Venturini. He yeah. died. Didn't he die like Really soon yeah, after these, 95. yes. But, so, so it gets some love for Spider and Suicide, yeah. 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 And uh, it's sad because I think we said in the Return of the Living Dead episode that you know, had he lived, he would have gone on to be a big deal in horror. He was actually uh, yeah. considered for the role of Tommy Jarvis. He auditioned for that role. I think he would have been better. Um, in he's that got role. a pres. He's got a presence, man. And I, he, I think he would have gone on to do great things. I just, in horror. I just I think love it may him. Have been Nico that said that. Um, he does. He has my. He does my favorite thing in Return of Living Dead. It's a way of life. He does. I just love that. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like <laughs> costume. Is that a? You think you're sick? Naked he's like trash draped all over him. <laughs> I just love. I it's love dream. Living the dream. It's a way of life. <laughs> <laughs> I miss him. He would have been great. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I guess that, that uh sums us up for this uh, uh I didn't go. Oh, oh Nico, go. I'm go sorry, ahead. I thought oh. you did go. Well good. I get the brown guy, it's cool. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you, you, got, you got one on here. You don't need two. You don't need two. No, I'm only kidding. Edit that out, Tony. Oh shit. Brown guy is cool, but you can't say that. I know what I'm saying you're the only brown guy that they did. Wait, I'm, there's, I'm there's, there's, there's two. Wait, there's two of you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I lose track sometimes because um, I, I try I'm to use Brown Robin. No, you are not. Hush your mouth. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Come on. You know I love you guys. Um, you. I'm, I'm going to get this five and a half Reggie's red hooded sweatshirts <laughs> out of ten. It was working the, the reckless buddy. Um, I, I think I think the key phrase with this movie is missed opportunities. Um, yes. Uh, too many red herrings. Way too many red herrings. Didn't need that many. Like yeah. it, it really did try to be like a, a an adult Scooby Doo <laughs> with yeah. with Jason, but it really wasn't. It was Old Man Carruthers, or in this case, Old Man Roy Burns in, in the mask. Um. You know, they delegate like how Erica said, why didn't he go and kill Vic? Victor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he just killed Vic, the movie would have been fucking over and whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I get yeah. it. I, I get it. 
But they also could have had it. Maybe, like, Vic could have been the one that was fucking... Because he seemed more fucking psychotic than fucking Roy did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And and they gave him an axe. Exactly. (laughs) No, they... Um, they Another thing that I'm surprised not one person touched on in this movie... How the fuck out? Uh, what 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 year did this take place? Because Tommy aged pretty fucking quickly from final. No, no. okay. Yeah. Because Tommy aged pretty fucking quickly from the yeah. final chapter to this one. It still doesn't yeah. add up, but it was 1989. No, no it, it does. Just... Uh, <laughs> it does. Um, it doesn't seem to. I because even know. even when I, uh, and another thing too, I don't like is the fact that like in the video game, like they made Roy like pretty fucking OP. As as Jason, and it still has like the same kill where you have to get his mom's sweater to kill him, even though the fucking tractor is right there by the barn on that level that you can kill him with. But instead, you still have to do the, the typical Jason kill. He can shift, he can do morphing and all that other. I don't I don't like that. Roy's fucking human. I'm number one. Yeah. Jason Jason always had that supernatural presence about him. Or it's just a fucking regular dude that decided, oh, look, I was a shitty father, and now I gotta try to make up for it by killing people because I fucking abandoned my, my asshole little kid. Right, so, I was gonna talk about that. Like, he was in an orphanage, and now he's suddenly mad because somebody killed his kid. Like, why didn't right. he just step up and be like, I'll raise you? There's, there's, just, there's just so much, like, that they... I, I get, like, how Erica said, they they tried to make this a different story. They, they tried to really... Um, take it in a different direction, but it, they they failed miserably on that. Um, most of the characters honestly are unlikable. I mean, like I said, there's only a handful. Even even the dreaded fucking Ethel and, and Junior, I, I think they're more for comedic relief than anything else. That's why I don't mind them. But I mean, the adults are fucking stupid in this fucking movie more, more so than usual in a Friday the Thirteenth yeah, movie. Yeah, they're usually <laughs> um, stupid anyway, but they're extra stupid here. The, the fact that Tommy only has—I mean, what was he trying to pull? Be Felissa in Sleepaway Camp and just have a couple lines and just stare in the fucking space without the direction? <laughs> like, oh, go watch Sleepaway Camp and just stare in the space. He's not Felissa. Felissa can do that shit. Right, right. <laughs> um, I don't know. Just there, there was no personality with Tommy. It was just blah for me. Plus, like, like you know, Dave said. They were hyping this whole big confrontation between Tommy and fucking Jason Roy. Sorry, and he got the slash in the fucking um, in the chest, and what he fucking bitched out. This he guy knows was, fucking. Was, uh, like some Boba Fett this, shit. This, this is the guy that fucking beat the shit out of fucking like half the fucking cast with his kung fu. And and he can't go toe to toe with Roy. It's kind of a problem. Um, that being said. Saving Graces or Reggie the Reckless and Demon. Like you said, I would have rather seen yeah. a movie where it was those two and his girlfriend. Even Pam. I would have been okay with Pam being in the yeah, fucking movie. Yeah, I like Pam. If it was just those four, and, and we need the Violet Dance, because the Violet Dance is fucking pretty... It's up there with, with the Jimmy Deadfuck dance from, from the final chapter. Um, so if, if that would have been kind of like where they were going to go with it, I would have been okay with, with that being the plot where it was like the family having to deal. And it would have been kind of cool, too, because at the time it would have been kind of... You know, different to have an actual like like a black family going one on one with Jason, which yes. would have been fucking awesome. Yes. But I, I digress. You know, it is what it is. It, it went the way that it went. Um, you know, thankfully we got the Jason Lives film out of it, and um, you know, I, I can't say that it really righted the ship after it. It kind of shit the bed really for the rest of the franchise. I mean, Jason Lives yeah. notwithstanding. I mean, granted, I think that the New Line movies are better than this one, but again, that's just my opinion. On this, so um, yeah, five, five and a half. Reggie's uh, red hoodies out of out of ten. It just I don't know. I I still watch it. It's just not my favorite, I, and I kind of dread when I have to come to it during a marathon. 
<laughs> but again, it's not my least favorite of the franchise. That that distinct honor belongs to the new blood. Mm. So. Yeah. And that being said, too, I still I still won't. My last fucking nerve in that one, I just and I still won't buy merchandise, whether even if it's from Part Five or Part Seven, I'm still going to support the movie. But I just begrudgingly will spend money on this shit. So. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny. Um, I think we we averaged. Um, well, the most popular score was about a five. So. I think we all expected more from a coked up porn director. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, considering that a lot of our our, um, our favorite or our most well known, um, like Wes Craven, like he was directing porn. Like, come on, step up your fucking game, dude. Because <laughs> there you was could... a lot of porn, and Joe Bob uh, talks about this a lot. A lot of people, a lot of horror directors came from porn. Mm-hmm. There's beginning. a there's a there's a thesis right. to be written right there. Yeah. I'll get on yeah. it. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. But we need to go ahead and wrap. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was. You go ahead, Gregory Dark from uh, See No Evil to that. uh, Oh, the WWE Kane movie. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The 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 porn director who went into horror. Um, yeah. So we need to wrap this up. Uh, this is our last show until the new year. Um, it's uh, yeah. So we will be coming it's been back. A fucking year. Yeah, we're we're ready to put 2020 behind us and I mean, we're ready these holidays. So we're gonna have a little hiatus. But when we come back in January, uh, we're gonna start off with a fucking bang because we are doing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I'm really really excited to talk about that film. Look what you did to the door. So when we come back, we're coming back really hard because we've got some great shit coming. Like, once 2021, it's like, yeah, we're going to just bam, bam, bam. So, starting off with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so that will be coming at you next is year. It, is, that, is that ironic that 2020 was a total dumpster fire, and then you end the season on a movie that is also a total dumpster fire? I was going to say that, but <laughs> Sorry, Rob, like... you know I love you, but come on. The rough song, like I did during that, uh, okay. I, I know that feeling. I know the feeling. No, no. Here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I I I'm not surprised by the shit. Like I'm used to be being in love with movies that get shitted on all the time. It's not like a situation with, with you, Kenny, uh, where like Nightmare Three, where you was like, oh my god, you shitted on the movie. But like, yeah, everybody loves Nightmare Three. I'm just the one that's rare that that shitted on it. No, everybody shits on, shit on it. Too. I mean, you gotta be honest. I got dogpiled. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I um. Everybody shits on Friday Five, so I I I, I expected it, uh, you know, to, to be the only one that was really, really, you know, into this movie and loved this movie. So I'm not the I'm not someone where it's like, oh my you're god, not you're not the only one though. Um, Sean loves it. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, he could have gave me some point where y'all were shitting on it in the chat, you know what I'm saying? Like, he just kind of <laughs> quiet. Well, sometimes he's at work, and, and he can't, so I try to speak on his behalf. I didn't bring it down, and he's sitting right there. Plus, you got you got under you got to understand, Rob, I'm within punching distance with her. <laughs> you make me sound like I'm violent. I'm so nice. Whatever. I may, like, drag something over the coals for a while, like... Oh, you shit on my movie! How dare you? That's that's really all I got. I, I'm not mean. He's he makes me sound so mean. I'm so nice. 
Yeah. Stop it. That's all good. It's all good. I, 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 I'm not one. It's like a hostage video. You. you want me to help you? I'll help He's you. like blinking Morse code. Have you seen the end of pieces? Yeah. I'm going to do that. Well, blink twice if you need something to help. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I'm so nice. Like, like I said, like, I, I'm, um, I, I, I perfectly, you know, agree with everybody's criticisms of the movie. It's not like, like, uh, like, oh my God, you guys don't understand it. You guys obviously understand it and, and still think it's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I love so much. And, uh, but I will say though that, uh, I didn't get a chance to take place in that fandom episode, but I wanted to, uh, touch up on fandom that, uh, it, it kind of sucks that I avoided this movie for so long because everybody was telling me, oh, it sucks and all that shit. And then That's I watched it and I was like, Tom I, You're missing out, man. Yeah, I, I fucking love this movie. And it's the same thing with Halloween 3. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. fandom sometimes can be toxic in the fact that, like, you know, they basically try to, you know, like, be, you know, the, especially the gatekeepers where it's like, oh, you know, this is not the right way to do it. And it's mm-hmm. like, you watch or it. You're not a real man if you think this and that and whatever. Yeah. yeah and, and then try and being a, those... try being a woman and getting that. It's even worse. Oh, I can imagine. Your can opinions imagine. are invalid, yeah. woman. Do you really like yeah. horror movies, uh-huh. or you just do it to impress guys? I'm like the last thing I fucking care about is impressing guys. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> it's it, 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 kind, of, kind of a sucky situation where like fandom could be that toxic where they 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 cause people to like avoid movies because you know they're they're the dominant voice and it's like fuck you i love this movie and i don't give a fuck what you think i love this movie but you know what that's also the beauty of a fandom is the fact that like yeah you might like we we may shit on the movie but you still love it and that that's all that matters is at the end of the day if, if you love it god bless you you know what i mean like no one no one's no one's gonna turn you otherwise Same thing with saying, candy. you know like i'm like I, I, i'm so into punk and, and punk's really a mentality it's a way of life but no i'm um but it's i always say you know man like what you like question what other fucking people have to say and check it out for yourself make your own fucking opinion don't let other people tell you how to feel about something like what you fucking like but as long as it's not like you know being a serial killer or something please don't do that um, as long as you're not hurting other people or yourself you know what i mean like but it's just like opinions in movies i mean opinions the whole say like opinions are assholes everybody's got one and you can have yours and you're entitled to it so fuck it fuck the haters do your thing man i i applaud that love it all you want that's yeah. great do it. I'm I, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. For real, just like Batman v yeah. Superman. You, I mean, I might not like it exactly. at all by any means, <laughs> by, by any means, shape, or, you know, whatever. But, I might, I will, I will always hate that fucking. But as long as you love it, that's all that matters. Yeah, because you know, you respect you that know? about people. Like, hey, that's their thing. That's cool. <laughs> whatever. You know. And just like and if you know, if I saw something great. for that fucking movie, I would totally get it for him if I found it somewhere. You know, like I'm like, oh, like there's like this um Funko Bop or something with both of them. Here you go, Rob. I mean, I might not like it, like I said, but as long as, listen, we're, we're family. As long as he likes it, that's all that matters. Same, exactly. Same with you. Same with you. Mm-hmm. There was something that you liked that I hated. I, I mean, I would still support it if I found something like, oh, Candy would like that. I may hate this fucking movie, but it, it'll bring her joy. <laughs> and the fact that she's going to get something that's going to bring her joy, that's all that matters to me. Exactly. It the, yes, it definitely. Same, same thing. It was the same thing with Dave. Where Dave was like, uh, like, oh, like I, I like uh, when we talk about Maximum Overdrive. And he was saying that 
uh, he's a big fan of the the truck short story, you know, and the, he, mm-hmm. he he don't like he was mentioning it because I was shitting on it. It was like it doesn't matter if as long as you like it, who gives a fuck? You know? Yeah, we're all okay. just giving opinions here. Nobody is right, nobody's wrong. You know, it's just opinions yeah. and it's what we like and at the end of the day, just like what you fucking like. You know, and it's cool to, it's good to listen to other opinions just to be respectful because you would want that same respect. And it's just respect. It's really that's all it's about. If you can plus, be nice and respect other people. And plus it also goes, you know, it, it gives you like a different perspective on, on like the certain topic. Like, you guys have changed my like, mind you know, because I was gonna rate this way lower, but um watching this and you guys pushing me to put it on the schedule, um and watching it, I'm like you know what? You know, I kind of like it. It's, it's it's pretty cool, actually. You know, you guys have made me a little bit more of a Jason fan than I was. Okay, so you know what I'm saying? Like, check it out. And if you don't like yeah. it, if you like it, cool. You push me a little bit in the Jason camp. You're never gonna get me away from Freddy, but I do respect Jason more. They they are my they are my two. Jason and Freddy are my two. Always always will be. Yeah. I do like my two depending on on the movie, but Freddy and Jason have always been my top two. And it's all about fun. Yep. For me, anyway. Um. Yeah, I put the fun in funeral. But uh, speaking of that, we gotta we gotta um close down. Um, plugs. Anybody want to do plugs? I know. All right. Uh, Go ahead, Rob. I'll go first to get it out the way. Uh, (laughs) Always uh action first. Man, you know, like, I feel like the alcohol just hit me right now. You got real quiet. I was like, what? <laughs> I can't hear you at all, man. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the booze has just fucking hit me. Like, I guess, oh. you know, it's coming to me. Of course, you can find me on the Action Junkies with uh, my brother, um, uh, Mac, the All-Star. Uh, we're definitely uh, coming strong with um, our next episode, our Christmas special, which will be uh, the Immortal Classic Die Hard. Um, I knew it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, that had to be the Christmas. Of course, it was going to be Die Hard. Um, and of course, um, you know, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and all that good stuff. And, you know, yeah. Uh, I, I literally had it all in my mind, and I just forgot, like, the fucking booze. Uh, <laughs> I'm so cold sober and I couldn't even remember what I was saying in the middle of my sentence. So you know, it's not, yeah. it's not, oh, it doesn't oh. always have to be the booze. It just sometimes it just is. Nah, it's the booze. Yeah, yeah. Action And um, of course, uh, shout out to uh, Ian from behind the screens. Um, Yay. Ian, uh, Ian uh, had a COVID test and he got negative. So shout out to Ian. Uh, God bless you, Ian. Ian. So glad. Yeah. Love Ian will be making um, some appearances when we come back after the break. Um, so really excited about that. Uh, also, um, uh, quick shout out to uh, Mike Scott from uh, Atkins Undisputed. Who I um, hope he didn't scare away. I'd love to have him back. No, he would love to come back. Uh, I just uh, I got I got to show him the schedule. You know, I, I neglected to do that, but he would love to. I come like back. to do I like and, to do a show where we didn't fuck it up in the middle with the internet. <laughs> that's all good it's all good he, he 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 was just like you know shit happens you know uh it is what it, it was is. embarrassing uh, yeah but uh shout out shout out to mike uh i love that guy he's one of my favorite people as, as everybody, everybody in this chat um my, my one of my favorite guys in the world and uh yeah shout out shout out to him and 
and uh, the rest of you guys, I love you. And uh, that's we it. Love you. Thank you. <laughs> um. So, anybody else want to? Erica, you want to plug? Sure. Um, find me at Um Also, if you like craft beer and you live in the SoCal area, check out uh, Andrew Deboff's Craft Brewery Free Mar- Brewing uh, com. There's uh, still some memberships left of the Three 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 Friends Club. Uh, basically. You get a pint of beer per day for life if you get that membership. Um, of course, the brewery is temporarily still closed because Andrew still has COVID, but uh, check the website for updates and follow them on the socials, especially if you live in that region. That's all Definitely. I hope he's still, you know, doing well and well yeah, on the mend. He, he still has some symptoms, but he's a lot better. Um, That's good to hear. He's, he just has to have another, he has to have a negative test before he can go back to the workplace and do other yeah. stuff. So, yeah. Well, I, I really appreciated him, um, you know, doing the intro for our Wishmaster episode. People are really enjoying that. And oh, so that's it's good. very kind yeah. of him and very kind of you So uh, to, to arrange that for us. So, you know, we've been thinking about him and uh, hope he gets well soon. Yeah. Definitely. Um. Anybody else? I, yeah, I have something. Um, I still have the uh, the GoFundMe right now for my friend that passed, um, which I'm still trying to help um her family get some money up to, you know, cover some costs and things that were left behind when she passed. You can find that on my Instagram and my bio, which is El Jefe del Horror. Boss. That's right. And you can find me on Twitter at El Jefe del Horror and Nico Nice on Facebook. And Horror Pop is coming back soon with a new co-host. Awesome! Awesome. Excited about that. Um, I guess uh, I'll go. Uh, you can find uh, <clears throat> us on Twitter at house underscore screams. You will be interacting completely with me. Um, I do our social media, um, and I'm not really great with technology, so um, I just pretty much do everything on. Twitter for that. Um, you can find things about the show on my Instagram, which I'm too lazy to split into different accounts because it just seems really hard and I don't want to do it. I'm lazy. <laughs> and so uh, you'll see kitty cats and makeup and um, the show. Uh, I do a lot of really cool pictures and promos and, you know, makeup looks and whatever. So if you're into that, Candy the Final Girl Instagram. Also, Candy the Final Girl on the Slasher app, uh, the horror social app. Um, yeah, so you can reach out to me anyway like that and uh, I'm kind of obviously the mouthpiece for this place this uh, house that screams because I got the loudest voice and the yeah the biggest mouth I love you I love you what did he do I love you too that, that, just a silent nod like yeah Oh, Sean, how I love you. Great. Thanks for pointing it out, Rob. I'm going to get my ass. (laughs) He's so mean to me. He makes me sound so mean. I'm so nice. I'm really nice. Why do you want to make me go You know, I I don't have anything to plug. I just want to thank you, you, lovely folks. I just want to thank you, lovely folks, for giving me a two and a half hour episode to edit. Um, We did it again, guys. It keeps on giving. 
<laughs> like oh, every other no. month, Clark. It's the gift that keeps on living. giving, Clark. But, <laughs> yeah, this, man, this man works all day on Tuesday, comes home, and goes straight into editing all night. Oh, yeah, no. Shout out to him. Me being the editor on... Yeah, that shit is fucking tedious. Fuck! See, this is why I want to point out. This is why when I do my my podcast, whenever it's live, just for that reason, so I ain't got to fuck with it. It's already done. I don't don't even care at that point. Well, the house that screams may be going live sometime soon. Maybe for a special special episode. Yeah. Um, we will talk about that um, at a later date. Yeah, live. Um, not on the air, obviously. We will talk about that separately. Love you guys, and um, hopefully we can uh, talk a little bit uh, when we have a moment. Because um, I'm going to miss you guys. It's going to be weeks. Yeah, um, weeks. You know, yeah. I'm going to see your faces for a few minutes. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So, I'm gonna. We'll just wrap it up like that, neatly like your little Christmas gifts. Love you guys, uh, and thank you. Love you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. The best remake of Terminator 2 ever. I read your review. <laughs> yeah, I read your review. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, is, it is a definite remake of Terminator 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally yeah. And not my taste. I don't have a really personal memory. I am like not interested whatsoever. <laughs> but anyway, um, love you guys. Have a good night. And um, good night, guys. we'll talk to you soon. Love you guys. Okay? Take care. Love you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Bye.